Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday, y'all. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Got an absolute banger of a program today. First, let's hit the sponsors real quick. Okay. We wouldn't be here without our sponsors. No. On the other side of the glass, not a sponsor. No. Should be my AA sponsor, Bob <laughs> Walpo. Bobcat, what's happening? Um, the answer to any sports question you ask me will be cinnamon, marmalade, or possibly something else. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you're referring to yesterday's yes. <laughs> popcorn varsity. We have no, actually, I was I-9 varsity of popcorn w- flavors. When I came in, you said I had to uh, be an expert on the last 140 years of sports. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, that's, the, so that's going to be your answers. Cinnamon was one of them. Yes. Okay, I'm going to reverse engineer that answer and find a question <laughs> to fit that. Marmalade. Marmalade. And, uh, you know, I, d- I did not give a third one. No third yet. All right. I'll give you a, a third. Uh, how about mystery? Mystery. Yeah. Okay. That's the name of my this youngest cat. Your youngest cat? Yes. His name is Mystery. Her name is Mystery. Okay. Uh, we're coming in hot with the sports adjacent. <laughs> Welcome to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch and, of course, grab a milkshake to go afterwards. From Caramel the root, type. From the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys doing a little Monday night football at Howie's on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. That is our spot. That place is bonkers on a Monday. Come rage at the page with us and watch Monday night football every Monday. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Got a bringer of a program today. It's a special Van and Friends episode. Yes. I see As that. <laughs> one Robert Buck D. Gibson is in Phoenix at the Tempe Improv. Which is why I am here. Correct. Lucky for us. Lucky yeah. for you, Albuquerque. <laughs> you get Bobcat. A little bonus Bobcat action. And it's a Fredless Friday. As Fred is on assignment in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yes. Doing uh, his Highlands duties. Yes. I have and some Highlands well. duties tomorrow. But I got to outsource. I'm really excited about this. Bob, I don't know if you know, but the the boys, we have our own little production and marketing and events hosting company. I, any I, any excuse that we have to grab a microphone and entertain a crowd and hopefully try to help some people along yes. the way, we're in for that. Yeah. I, I kind of guess that there's a little something on the side. Oh, for sure. Or Or maybe this is the side gig and... The other stuff is the It's main both. Stuff. Okay. It's both. I mean, you know how much we get paid yeah. here. Like you could take we a, get paid? You could take a gander. Oh, you're doing it for the love of the game, Bob? Yeah, is that what you're course. doing back there? The guy loves microphones and buttons, Bobcat Wolpo. I'll push your button. Hey, you <laughs> always do. And uh he meant that he meant that uh, aggressively. 
He meant that affectionately. Uh, oh, affectionately. That's nice. Not too affectionate. No. Because usually when you push my button, that means something else. <laughs> Bob, you bring some trail mix today? You're back on the popcorn again. Oh, I've got the popcorn. Unless you want some of the trail mix, I've got it in the locker. I got some New Mexico Pinion coffee right here. Yes. And uh, I'm getting pumped because we got one hell of a show today. Like I said, it's a special Van and Friends episode. We got some heavy hitters in yes. the city of Albuquerque My and surrounding goodness. areas. I'm just going to rattle off this murderer's row of guests that we have for you today, Albuquerque. KRQE's Van Tate, coming in hot next segment. The only good van in Albuquerque. Okay. And it's not even close. Okay. Bob, did you know that I got voted the third best van in sports entertainment by the Alibi? No, I did not. Van Tate got first and second place. How did he manage that? This is because uh, I'm making it all up on the spot right now. Gotcha. Bob. Okay. okay. Sports Fourth 30, we got UNM Lobo football head coach, one Danny Gonzalez. You know, we're a big yes. Coach G house here. Excited to talk to him about this coming weekend. 445, New Mexico United's David Carl is on. They got a big playoff game mm -hmm. this Saturday, Bob. Really excited for that. We're coming in hot in the 5 o'clock hour with this guy right here, one Van Nunley. He's going to give you all of his hot NFL takes, and we're going to open up the phone lines in the 5 and 5.15 segment. So that I want to half hear, hour. I want to hear that. During that half hour, I want to hear your hot NFL takes and see if you could counter mine. New Mexico Highlands Cowboys head football coach, one Mr. Ron Hudson, is going to join us at 5.30. 5.45, we're talking about the high school game of the week with ProView Network's Sebastian Noel. Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer will also be joining us. Uh, Albuquerque Aardvarks, not to be confused with the Albuquerque Journal, one Joel Lueveno will join us. And you know we have a lot of fun with Joel whenever he's on the program. And then previewing his new show and hitting us with his NFL hot takes. The new kid on the block, Bob. Yes. One Vernon Kuntz will join yes. us. And then you got... We had a good show last weekend. Yeah. What'd you think about Vernon? He's a talented dude, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was fun. I'm really... He's a great get for this station. Yeah. He is so talented and he's so knowledgeable on the world of sports. And, and that'll he, be Saturdays 9 to 11. Saturdays 9 to 11. not this Saturday because he had a previous engagement. That is correct. So... Uh, that previous engagement, we won't even try to say, like, it's important or, like... <laughs> lie for him he's straight up going to an nfl football game <laughs> to watch his favorite team the jacksonville jaguars so i'm really excited for the following saturday from 9 to 11 to where he tells us about his game experience and everything he's got going on and that's a dude that really knows sports yeah i well all of you guys do well i mean I know you guys rattle stats off like they're nothing and you know I'd, I'd be grabbing the book or Google. I, I do get a little Rain Man adjacent sometimes, <laughs> but that's cool. You know, here we do a little bit more sports adjacent. We're a little bit more pop culture centered, but Vernon's show, Chop It Up with Vern K every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, that's going to be the hard-hitting sports takes that you expect out of your local sports station. So really excited for Vernon, him getting his sea legs. Like It's going to make Saturday morning amazing again. Yeah. I, I don't think he did anything off make, sports. Make Saturday morning amazing. Mahasma. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. It'll look cool on a hat. Okay. I doubt Vernon's going to wear a red hat anytime soon. No. <laughs> 
We'll be talking some NFL. We'll be talking N- uh, NBA. We'll be talking uh, Christian McCaffrey got traded. That's one of the biggest blockbusters in the NFL in quite some time. We're going to be talking the actual NFL weekend. We're going to talk about some high school sports. We're going to be talking some local sports. Really excited. Got a great program for you today. And I'm coming in hot on this Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to touch again on this in the 5 o'clock hour, but this is an absolute coup for the 49ers. If you're a 49ers fan, friggin' congratulations because you officially have one of the funnest teams to watch in the NFL. You already had Debo, who is an absolute freak athlete. He's a wide receiver that can play running back. That's really cool. Now you get Christian McCaffrey, who was a running back, who can play wide receiver. Oh, they also have a fullback who could be a running back or wide receiver. Like I'm, an, I'm absolutely intrigued about all the different packages and all the craziness that Coach Kyle Shanahan gets to cook up with all these weapons at his disposal. I bet he's just rubbing his hands in glee. Oh, you know he is. He's supposed to be like the biggest offensive criminal mastermind in all of the NFL, and now he just got a new, a shiny new toy. And as we all know, when Christian McCaffrey's healthy, he might be, he's arguably the best running back in the NFL, and he's at least top three. And if you say he's not top five, he probably hooked up with your sister at prom for whatever reason. Because the dude is super talented. He can change the course of a game. And with him and Debo together, the packages are unlimited. Like you can literally do anything in your imagination with those two players on the field. But are the egos going to get in the way? Are the Eagles going no, to get not into the way? Egos. Egos going to get yeah. in the way. E G O apostrophe S. Egos. And uh, we might have a special caller in in the 5 or 515 segment as your buddy, our neighbor right across the glass, one buck from KKOB, uh, is quite jealous that he's not on the program today. So, <laughs> sorry, Buck. I so didn't buck, have anything buck's to do. Buck's a with friend it. of the show, Buck's a friend in real life. So we'll we'll squeeze him in there somewhere because I know he's got hot takes. So you said, are the egos going to get into the way? Yeah, between the two of them. I don't think sometimes so, honestly. That can, sometimes that can sink a ship. Well, when you're winning, the egos tend to stay at bay. And I think both Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel aren't like ego-forward guys. You know, Debo did want a new contract, and he said he was going to hold out. But cooler heads prevailed, and he's been... Uh, a a top-shelf contributor for that 49ers offense this year. Okay. Well. So I don't think it's going to get in the way, but it's it will decrease both of their workloads. So instead of Christian McCaffrey getting like 20 carries, six, seven, eight receptions, he's probably going to get only 10 or 12 carries with that same five or six receptions. And it's going to make it uh, even more dangerous to defend because you don't know what package – they're going to trot out onto the field. You don't know who's going to be the highlight of any set of downs. I mean, all the weapons at Coach Shanahan's disposal, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches right now for the 49ers. And they got a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who isn't a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Tom Brady. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Josh Allen. He's right in that next tier down, and he's the type of guy – where he will not lose you football games through bad decision-making. 
He's the type of guy to cradle the ball, fall over, take a sack when he needs to. He's the type of guy to throw the ball out of bounds when he's in distress. He's the type of guy that is perfect for this dink and dunk, run pass option, find space for your athletes. I think Jimmy G is really going to shine throughout the rest of the year with all these weapons at his disposal and all the crazy stuff that Coach Shanahan has to cook up. I think the 49ers getting Christian McCaffrey is an absolute coup for their playoff hopes and their Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch. Like seeing Christian McCaffrey healthy in a different jersey on a competitive team with better blocking, better receivers. Every single thing about the 49ers is better. It's a huge upgrade for Christian McCaffrey across the board. And I think now that Cooper Rush has been benched for the nine-fingered quarterback that is Dak Prescott, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey guy now. So instead of jumping on the Cowboys bandwagon with Cooper Rush at the helm, I'm jumping on the Niners bandwagon with Christian McCaffrey. Do we have a day game that he's going to be in? He's supposed to play this weekend in a limited package. He's just limited. Yeah, because he has to learn the playbook. You gotta learn the friggin' playbook. And with Coach Shanahan, (laughs) it's a super complicated playbook. Uh, we're gonna talk more about this in the five o'clock hour. Five o'clock hour is going to be NFL heavy. Got some great guests for you today. If you didn't hear already, it's going to be an absolute banger of a program. A lot of friends of the show, a lot of heavy hitters uh, in the Albuquerque sports world. And we're starting right after this with KRQE's Van Tate. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, it's the second best way to wake up. It's the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We're in the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. For all of your real estate needs, there's only one dude in town to reach out to. He is Mr. Everything in the community, whether it's buying, selling, renting. You want to get into the business. You are real estate curious. You have your first starter home. You have a million-dollar home. Anything you want to know, check out John Lopez of John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy. He's the best in the business. And, oh, my God, speaking of best in the business, I mean, the only van in town, as far as I'm concerned, legend in the game here in Albuquerque, KRQE's Van Tate. What's happening, my dude? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. It's having a lot of fun at the show today, a special Van and Friends episode. I'm bringing on you and a lot of OG friends of the show. We're talking sports all around the world, but especially here in Albuquerque. Uh, I want to talk some high school football with you, but before we get going, uh, let's talk about like the biggest show in town, which isn't in town this weekend, but the black and yellow of New Mexico United take on Sacramento in Sacramento. What do the boys have to do to advance in the playoffs? You know what? They have to 
duplicate that energy they had this past weekend when when they they did not uh, allow a goal and they and they got their business done. Uh, two goals was enough. One goal was enough because they were they you know like the the defense was great in front of the net. They didn't give up any anything cheap to uh, Colorado Springs, and and they were able to be aggressive and, and uh, get their their goals when they needed them and at opportune times and and you know like they had trouble during the year letting teams get back in it. They didn't they didn't do that this time around. So so it looks like they they might be ready to go, man. The United were three points away from hosting their first playoff match right here in Albuquerque. Right. To me, this squad, they had a rough run in the middle-late part of the season, and they're going into the playoffs hot. To me, this seems better than a five-seed squad. How do you feel? Um, you know, I, I, yes and no. Um, just the way the season has gone when, there, you know, there's a lot of draws and, and – uh, there were a lot of times when they, like I said, they let they would let teams get back in. I think this is a good seed for them to to have, just so they can kind of sneak in. Mm, okay. You know, it's, it's not it's 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 not. I know people are going to be already looking out for them, but at the same time, you know, there's some because of that seed, some of the squads might not expect as much from them as they would if they were a number one or a number two seed. So I think it's a good seed for them. Uh, I I think they they stack up really well against Sacramento. Usually, you know, soccer, football, home field's a big deal because if you have the yeah. craziest supporters, you have the loudest crowd, which I believe we do right here in Albuquerque, it makes a huge difference. But on paper, I really like the way United stack up, and I am predicting a win in the first round for United. Let's move over they, to – go ahead, buddy. You, you, you talked about a crowd. Well, you know, like the um, Sacramento also, they have quite the atmosphere. And, um, you know, they've only lost a couple of matches across all things uh, for this past season. And only two, when you consider the U.S. Open and the uh, USL Championship, they've lost two matches the whole year at home. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, man. It's, it's, they, they gotta, they're going to have to be locked in. I hear you there. Moving on to high school football. I love the way the football standings, I love the way the rankings look right now as there's a lot of parity this year. The top teams are all beaten up on each other and there's no like huge favorite this year. I mean, Cleveland and Rio Rancho both have two losses. Centennial, La Cueva, Hobbs, Piedra Vista all have losses. Volcano Vista, Artesia Roswell, two losses. Like it's not as top heavy as it is this year. What right. is what's the secret with all this parity this year? Are some other programs moving up or programs moving down? What's going on? I think it's, it's, it, it would be business as usual, but I think some of those teams got caught on the right night, if that makes any sense, because. Uh, I think when once the postseason starts, we're going to start seeing a team like a Cleveland and some of the other teams exert their will on the other opponents and just be who they've been all these other years. So I think that's what we're going to see. Um, I think you can take that entire District One and just put them in the playoffs. They, they should just just take District One and say you guys are in. <laughs> I mean, that, that District One Six A. Oh my goodness, man. 
That's a, that is a district, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it seems like they're only getting better, and at the bottom. Yeah, comp- that's, that's 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 you know that and that's scary, man. That's that's a good district. You you put them in the whole district, and you put uh, Centennial, La Cueva, uh in, into the postseason. You know, because they got to be in the mix too. And uh, you got yourself a pretty good. That's a pretty good little field right there. <laughs> you know. Do you, have you had your eye on Hobbs at all this year? Uh, Hobbs, I'm a big Hobbs supporter. My cousin, Coach Ken Stevens, is the head coach there in Hobbs, and he's building a what seems to me like it'd be a pretty special yeah. program down there in Hobbs. Is this a team on the rise? Can we expect them to make a run throughout the middle and end of the season? Yeah, I, I do think so. I mean, they they look to be the real deal, man. I mean, there's been a couple games where – you were wondering, oh, they they might go down this weekend, and they and they didn't. You know, they got the one loss to Centennial, and even that was winnable. So, so the Hobbs is definitely going to make some noise, and you know, as far as deciding all of this. But, but I really think Cleveland they got going, man. You know, to the detriment of everybody else, I think they got that thing going, and I just can't see them stepping off of their their perch, so to speak. I just can't see that, just because that. They, whatever uh, system that Ridenauer put in there, that thing is legit. So, so uh, I just uh, until they lose, I can't see them losing. Now we just need that Ridenauer magic to translate to the UNM Lobos, right? Yeah. When it, it, well, you know, uh, he only has one game under his belt right. where he's calling the plays like that. But did you notice the time of possession, the sure. first downs, and the yardage and stuff sure. like that? You can already see it. Yeah, you you no, show me take time. you show me that stat list, and I'm going to tell you that the outcome of the game is different. Exactly. You know what? It looked like they they flip flopped the the stats. It looked like they, those were New Mexico State stats. I mean, that's how how much better it was. It, it just it's it's this that was crazy to me. And that you look at those stats and you say who won the game, everybody would pick the Lobos, but that wasn't the case. You got to score points, and that's the only thing they couldn't do was score touchdowns. And so, um, so which you know, we'll see what happens this week. I don't know who's going to be quarterback, you know, because it sounds like you know I don't know who won this week. Uh, Danny he says he evaluates them every week, and um, you know the job is always up. And he said that um, you know we we probably see uh, you know whoever he he basically said whoever had the best practice this week was going to be the guy to start. Van, how do the friends of the show, how do the loyal listeners follow you? Where do they watch you? And uh, what stories you got coming up next? Well, we're doing, uh, talking about this uh, Lobos and Fresno State Series tonight. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, Terry Silver event that the Lobos are having with basketball. Um, we'll do something with that. Uh, of course, there's New Mexico United being the, in the show. And then we'll revisit with Mr. Bregman did last night Ooh-wee. by putting the team on his back with one swing and just winning that game. Hey, Van, that is perfect timing because I went on an absolute rant. I went on a tirade last night that the city of Albuquerque doesn't show the Astros more love because their son, the son of the city, Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman, has been playing outstanding baseball for yeah. that team for so long. I figured to see more 
navy and orange all over this town. More Astros flags, more Bregman jerseys. I'm not seeing it. Is it because the Astros name is so tainted? Or is that could be have something to do with it because I always run into people saying, Oh, they're cheaters and then I always go like, Hey man, I'm I'm a little partial towards that team, you know, like when it comes to pulling for them a little bit when I'm not at work, I, I always give them the history of me and the Bregman family, you know, me and Sam when sure. I was playing football at New Mexico, Sam was on the baseball team and we were next door neighbors. And so I basically watch his kid grow up and this kid put a lot of work in to become the player that he has become. So that's not an accident that Alex Bregman is that good. No joke. He is a lot of fun to watch. I know I'm not exactly objective here being from Houston and being an Astros fan already, but Albuquerque, get out, support your boy. Hey, and he supported me last night. I went on that rant, and then like 30 minutes later, he drops a three-run bomb to back me up. Appreciate that, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to get it done, right? Van, you're an absolute treasure here in Albuquerque and surrounding areas. Uh, appreciate you being a friend and appreciate you being a friend of the show. You are too kind, Van. <laughs> <laughs> the other kind of cool. Van. I, I, I don't get to say Van that much because, it, uh, you know, like you, but the only time you get to say Van is when you're talking to me. That's Or, or my I father, Van Sr. <laughs> and I don't call my father Van Sr. either, so I never, ever say it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I do talk about myself in third person a little bit, like Deion Sanders. So I do say it every yeah, once you, in a while. <laughs> hey, you know the third person king talking about himself in the third person, Ricky Henderson, man. Oh yeah. If you can find some old clips or something like that, he will entertain you all day. <laughs> Hilarious, Van. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, hey, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. When we get back, Lobo football head coach one Danny Gonzalez. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Are you amped? Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, bro. The Jim Rome Show is up next at 10. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. And welcome back, Duke City. Bob, what are you doing to me here with this sensual elevator music? Barry White should start singing here in a second. You got to... I keep telling you that... You're trying to hint... I don't believe a word you say, Bobcat, by the way, okay? No, no. None of this is true. Loyal listener, friend of the show, Bobcat is... Famous for weaving this web of lies. He gets to DJ. He chose this song specifically. <clears throat> Lean into this bit, would you please? I got news for you. <laughs> He's a Kenny G fan. It's okay. <laughs> I actually am. Uh, but uh, Jared picks out the music. Jared picked this? Yeah. Uh, See? I'll, I'll, I'll call him as soon See? as we have yeah. a break. <laughs> Take care of that. So, loyal listener, friend of the show, right before the break, I had told you... That one Danny Gonzalez of UNM Lobo Football will be joining me. But he's a busy dude. He's got to pivot. So we're going to get Coach G in the 5 o'clock hour. But lucky for me, who just walked into the building? Filling in next door, man. Filling in for Strauss tonight at 6. Hey, that's a fun, high-energy show. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to do this bit on um, things that I've apologized to my wife for. Okay, and I want to. I want to. I want to see what other kind of things would come up. Like, 
honey, I'm so sorry I had to slam on the brakes. I was saving our life, and, you know, I'm sorry the centrifugal force kind of threw your seatbelt forward and made you feel uncomfortable. Or, uh, honey, I'm sorry that I was loud with my walking boot on after I sprained my ankle. You know, I think the play there should have been, I should have laid down on my good leg and just pulled myself up the stairs. I apologize. Exactly that. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I didn't assign an I-9 varsity yet. But I think we'll double dip in between the glass. Yeah. So 645, the I-9 varsity today. Get ready for this, Bobcat. Things to apologize to your wife for. So I'm going to just 100% steal your bit. Totally. Right, right from you right here. If you didn't recognize this voice yet, this is KKOB's Buck, who will be sitting in for Eric Strauss. And hey, I don't even know why you do po- political talk, because you know way more about sports than I do. I'm a sports guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, we on the TV right now, on ES, is that ESPN, I assume? Yeah, Sports Center. Huge UFC fight happening tomorrow in Abu Dhabi. Right. It's massive. Two title fights. I mean, lots of implications. Other fighters on the card. Uh, Volkanovski's out there, the 145-pound champ. He was going to be the fill-in. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy good card tomorrow. So I am a big uh, sugar guy. Mm-hmm. The Sugar I- Show. Yes. Yeah. I love watching him. He's got a huge personality. Yep. He's fun to watch in the ring. Are those skills going to translate against his next opponent? Yeah. So he's fighting the number one contender. I think he's ranked like 10th or 12th or something like that, but he's actually fighting Peter, Peter Jan, Piotr Jan, however you pronounce his name. But, uh, yeah, I think he's actually going to take him. Something about Sean O'Malley's striking is really captivating, and he's very, very sharp, and he's very crisp. Not to mention, he's probably got like six or seven inches on Peter Yan as well. Reach? I mean, You're talking about reach? Oh, yeah. He's, okay, he's, a, he's a huge guy. I mean, okay. he's like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, so, I mean, he's big for 135 pounds. So I actually see him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it and say that he probably clocks him in the third round. I love that. Yeah, I think he will. I, I honestly do. And then, uh, and then, obviously, the light heavyweight. The Sean, Sean <clears throat> yeah. he beats up everybody. And if you don't know Sugar Sean O'Malley, he's the guy with the rainbow cornrows, yep. the big personality. Yep. He's, he's a, a great follow on Instagram Yeah, if, have you, you, if you want to be entertained. Have you watched his Twitch channel and him, him gaming? He's a huge no. gamer. Huge gamer. He probably makes more money off of gaming than he actually does off of fighting. Okay, note to self, get a Twitch. Yeah. Writing this down right here. Can you hear the pencil over the air? Scratch it down. I I love that upset. I don't think he should be a number 11. No, and he's – I think it's actually all by design. Like the way he's he's worked through his career, he's done it very intentionally. I mean you see a lot of guys, they'll come out and they'll have two, three fights and they'll call for a a championship fight. And he's done the exact opposite. He's just sharpening his craft, you know, honing his skills, getting better and better and better. And I, I think once he wins the championship, he's going to be the champion for a long time. I'd say three, four years. I agree. Like his striking, he's just so fun to watch. Okay, enough glowing about Sugar Sean O'Malley. Two, count them, two title fights. That's right. Yep, you've got the lightweight title fight with uh, Islam Makachev and, uh, and Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Charles Oliveira got his title stripped. It was kind of a... Uh, it was kind of a suspect the way it happened because a lot of reports came out after the weigh-ins on his last title fight, and uh, he was a half pound over. And the scales that they had All said right. that he was on weight. So, so he got stripped of his title. But this guy's been in the UFC for a long time. He holds the record for the all-time number of finishes in the UFC. And, I mean, he's done some stuff that has just surprised me quite a bit lately. You know, when he fought Dustin Poirier, I thought it was going to be a, a cakewalk for Poirier, and he put him away. 
Uh, he put put away Michael Chandler. He put away Justin Gaethje. I mean, everybody he's coming up against, he's just starching. And this guy is is super game. So that that's my pick for that. In in the bantamweight <clears throat> title bout, Dillashaw's been around for a minute. Yeah. So are you familiar with his whole EPO thing? No. Yeah. So he he's just back. He he's had one fight off of a two-year suspension for EPO. If you guys don't know what EPO is, that's basically the, the stuff that um, uh, Lance Armstrong was doing. Yeah, It's a very high-level technical way to dope your blood, and, and uh, he's kind of owned that at this point. And now he's fighting Aljamain Sterling. And uh, Aljamain actually kind of surprised me in his last fight. So Peter Yan, the guy that is fighting uh, uh, your boyfriend, is uh, he was the champion, and then he actually got disqualified in his first fight with Aljamain Sterling. He landed an illegal knee and ended up getting DQ'd, and then they came back, had the rematch, while Aljamain Sterling kind of out-wrestled him and beat him up a little bit. So he ended up winning that fight. So that's a really interesting card, I mean, with all the people on there. And then, like I said, Alexander Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion, is actually in the building as the backup in case something happens to one of the lightweight fighters. How crazy. Yeah. How, how does Peter Yawn feel about this when he's the number one contender and the match ahead of his is the number two T.J. Dillashaw going for the belt? Well, I mean, it's he just had his chance. You know, that's kind of the way the UFC seems to operate is that, uh, you know, once you get your shot, usually you have to take your lumps. And I mean, unless it was just like an absolute, you know, decisive crazy fight you know that just you have to have a rematch typically you have to sit out two or three fights before they give you another one so that's kind of i think that's why that's happening a big one starting at noon because we're in abu dhabi yep for ufc 280 yep so prelim started like nine o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock start in the morning. drinking early yeah congratulations yeah we've i've yeah. got date night tomorrow night so i'll be nice and drunk by the time i go out with my wife and our <laughs> friends we're going on a double date oh my <laughs> yeah <laughs> all day party all day party you don't even you don't have to wait for the world cup no just wait for ufc yeah. when they're in abu dhabi that's right and you could start drinking in the morning yeah. and no one will frown upon Think, you things are kind of flip-flop this weekend we've got formula one in austin which is usually over in europe and now uh, we've got the UFC over there, so we kind of flip-flopped with some European folks. Right, a little tradesies there. Yeah. What do you expect out of this NFL weekend? Man. Your hot, hot takes. Oh, jeez. Let, let me pull this up real quick because so, I've been... Let's, let's start with Christian McCaffrey. How dangerous does that make the 49ers when you already have Debo Samuel? You already got... You already got Brandon Ayuk, and now you add Christian McCaffrey. You've got the juice. You've got Ayuk. You've got, as you said on the air, Garoppolo, who's a great game manager. I mean, you have to yeah. think where he came from. He sat under Tom Brady for you know a few years. Uh, that's an exciting squad. If Christian McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy, boom, that guy's a game changer. Yeah, hundred percent game changer. You know, uh, I think it's great for the Forty ers but it's not great for my fantasy team, as he's not going to get as many. Carries or touches I'm a or chi- catches. I'm a Chiefs fan too, so I'm not really. Lo- I'm glad we get him on his first week. Yes, you know, yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. So we seem to seem to draw the 49ers every year now. Um, They're going to be great. Let's uh, let's preview the show tonight as you'll be covering for Eric Strauss. Besides things you need to apologize to your wife for, what else are you going to hit on tonight? I've got a bunch of stuff today, man. I've got. Um, I always try to mix in. I, I don't want to do too much political stuff because everybody knows me from The Edge. I did the morning show for The Edge for sure. 15 years. And uh, I, I want to have my political stuff in there, but I just don't want too much stuff. So um, I do have a phone topic 
that I actually got a legitimate email from somebody probably about a month ago, and I haven't messed with it, but we're going to, we're going to talk about this, this guy that married his wife like 30 years ago. And, you know, she's had some woman operations and now she just doesn't want to have sex with them. And she keeps telling him, go get a girlfriend, go get a girlfriend. And he asked me, he said, Buck, is this a trap? Uh, I don't know. Lawyer up. I don't know. Before you dive into that. Yeah. Figure out the legality. What, where, where are those loopholes in your, uh, yeah, really? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, today's International Nacho Day, so we're going to talk about the uh, the uh, the inception of nachos every okay. October twenty first. Back to the Future Day, and uh, like the beginning of nachos, yes. not not nachos folding inside of nachos like Christopher Nolan's smash hit Inception. Yes, not that kind of not inception. that kind of nacho. The actual okay. nacho that we love and support here in New Mexico, the actual creation of nachos. Um, we'll do some back in the day. We'll do a couple little phone topics. Um, you know, we'll probably end up talking about that heading home center or the heading home organization. They're a 501c3. They're actually taking over the gateway center over on Gibson and they're going to manage that. So love them. I hope they do a good job. Yeah, I'm sure I they... used to my old career. I was a social worker and I used to work with heading home. Oh, help, really? Helping transition some of my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Good organization. I've had a yeah. I've had shout that... out to Jody. Yep. I've had that CEO on a couple of times. And also, um, I don't know if you're... how long have you lived in Albuquerque? Uh, 15 years. Okay. So you remember the old golf course in Rio Rancho, right? I don't think so. Yeah, so they had a golf course out there. I don't know what happened to it. They weren't paying their water bill or something like that. They had like a million-dollar water bill. And people have been trying to do something with that land for a really long time. Well, a developer, a new developer, just bought it. They've been getting – every time somebody went in there and tried to do something, they would get sued and sued and sued, and they would just kind of abandon their plans. And now the guy who actually is developing Mesa del Sol, which is that housing sure. development out by Isleta, uh-huh. um, he bought it, and he's going to do some stuff. He's talking about you know sports stuff out there, restaurants, nice places like Vintage, okay, uh, you know uh, some bars, little cocktail bars like our bar founders. You know, I mean, they're talking about doing some pretty nice stuff. So, so we'll talk about that, and you know, the normal hijinks. Where does the friend of the show? Where do the loyal listeners follow you on the social medias? Uh, it's Edgy Buck on Instagram, and it's Aaron Buck Burnett on uh, Facebook. Thanks so much for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show, Buck. Yeah, man. Glad to do it. Thanks for uh, having me in. When we get back, New Mexico United's David Carl is going to talk about the big match on Saturday. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Jim Rome Show. I mean, I love the game, but I don't play the game. Weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Bob, cut the music. We're running over time, and we got New Mexico United's David Carl. Got a big game Saturday. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Mr. David Carl, what's happening, my guy? Hey, man, I'm doing well, man. I uh, landed not too long ago here in Sacramento because we got some big things going on here in California over the weekend. Hey, I am so sorry. Excuse me, Mr. David Weesey Carl, as you just got married recently. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. Does it it feel normal yet? Is it normalized? Uh, I, I mean, it's normalized for me. We've got to get people used to, uh, used to the new hyphenated last name, but it's, uh, it's a slow process. 
Yeah, I, I got a professional email from you, and you already have your email changed, so kudos on starting that process early. <laughs> it's the easiest part of it. Now I just got to get the Social Security people to, to be okay with it, right? Big match in Sacramento on Saturday. How do the boys stack up? What's the keys to the match? Yeah, it's the uh, biggest match of the season, obviously. It's the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, we're on the road at Sacramento Republic FC, a team that we saw twice during the regular season. Uh, we drew with them nil-nil, uh, and we lost one nil. So we haven't scored against them this year, but that's not surprising. They are uh, one of the best defensive teams in the entire league. They were second best in the league. We were third best in the league defensively. So it's going to be a, a defensive battle. But uh, what we're hoping kind of breaks that deadlock is these guys, our guys, New Mexico United, have been scoring like crazy these last few matches, averaging nearly three goals uh, per match over the last five, undefeated in our last five matches, a lot of momentum going into the postseason. Um, and we're excited to take that on the road to take out Sacramento in the first round and, and keep marching on. How do us in Albuquerque support the boys while they're on the road? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, if you're not making the trip out to Sacramento, it's a tough trip to make out. It's pretty far. But if you're not, uh, there's going to be a really great watch party over there uh, at Main Event on Pan American Freeway, uh, completely free. Nobody has to pay anything to get in. Um, but there will be great food, great drinks. There will be flag giveaways and sticker giveaways. And you just join uh, together with your black and yellow family uh, and have a great time. Cheer on the boys, and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Has the uh, starting 11 been announced yet? Are we saving that for right before game time? So pretty standard. Uh, starting 11 always comes out one hour before kickoff. That way we're not giving away anything too early, and the other team feels the same way. That's, that's pretty standard. Who do you expect to have a big impact on the match? Who do you think is due? Who do you think is hot right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So we've played Sacramento in the postseason once before. It was in 2019, and our first ever playoff game was in the, the first round of the 2019 postseason. And in the first minute, literally like 40 seconds into the match, Devin Sandoval, Mr. Albuquerque, Mr. New Mexico, scores the first goal in, first postseason goal in New Mexico United history. Boom. I'd love to see something like that happen again. I mean, Devin loves playing against Sacramento. In his career, he scored three goals against them. So I would love to see Dev get the opportunity to go out there and, and make something happen here in California, I wouldn't be surprised to see him rise to the occasion. He seems to be kind of a guy who always steps up when the club needs him most, when the team needs him most. And again, Albuquerque's own, that New Mexico native, he grew up here, went to El Dorado High School. This guy loves New Mexico. He's the first player signed in our history, first goal scored in our history, first Open Cup goal scored in history, and first playoff goal scored in our history. This guy is New Mexico United, so I, I would love to see him get the opportunity to go out there and, and make his mark once more. Do you expect Coach to trot out his best 11 and have them all play significant minutes, or is this an all-hands-on-deck kind of vibe? Do we expect substitutions throughout the match depending on uh, matchups? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, Zach is definitely going to trot his best 11 out to start, right? His goal is to obviously to win the match at the postseason. That's always the goal, but more so – uh, than ever in the postseason, right? You got to go out there and you got to win to stay alive. So yeah, of course he'll 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 send his best eleven out there. Um, but in addition to that, yeah, he'll rotate. You know, if if we're seeing a matchup we don't like, or we're seeing, you know, we're being exploited in one part of the pitch, 
Zach's tactically so smart. I mean, he's forgotten more about soccer today than any of us have known in our entire lives combined. The guy will make the right changes if, if they're needed, and uh, I'm sure we'll see some substitutions and get some fresh legs as they're needed. And, and the beauty of this team, uh, more so than, than in years past that I've seen at least, is the depth, right? So you, let's say you start a guy like Josh Suggs, the captain on the left side, on the left wing, and you start, I don't know, call it Harry Swartz on the right side. If either of those guys get cut, get tired, all of a sudden you're bringing in Austin Yearwood and Daniel Bruce. And so there's so much depth. These guys can all score. These guys can all defend. Uh, they're versatile. And it's, it's something, like I said, unlike what we've seen in the past maybe in a lot of instances. Not that there hasn't been talent. There's been talent on this club from day one. But the versatility in this team is the best I've ever seen. The boys are in the playoffs. Support your black and yellow Coming up tomorrow, David Carl, New Mexico United. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Uh, anything to leave us with before we let you go? Appreciate you guys uh, having me on as always. Like I said, hoping to march on to the to the second round of the postseason. And like I said, see you guys out at main event. And let's uh, let's go get those three points. Let's move on to the second round of the postseason. We're New Mexico's team, and we're proud to be it. So we're up against it, but real quick. Uh, if the higher seed gets upset, is there still a possibility of a New Mexico New Mexico United home match in the playoffs? There is the next round. If if all three of the lower seeds win in the West, we we host the next round. Okay. Well, who all do we have to be fans of now? We're fans of <laughs> Oakland, of us, and of RGV. If those three teams win, we're hosting in the second round. All right. Sweet. Ugh, that's going to be hard rooting for RGV, but here we go, anyways. David Carl, well, thank you man. so much. Appreciate you, man. Talk to you soon. Cheers. When we get back, we're talking NFL football. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now Now betting betting for the sports sports animal, animal, your your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number Number two, two, men men on, Van Van Nunley Nunley and Fred Fred Slow. Slow. And in the the on-deck circle. Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And welcome back, Duke City. It's quitting time, brother. Un- Your time. Unlace them boots and grab you a coldie. You deserve it, brother. Yep. You made it through another week. Congratulations. If you get off at 6 o'clock, I'm sorry to rub it in. <laughs> but all my 9 to fivers out there, if you're just now getting in your car, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us in whatever way you join us, whether it's on 95.9 FM or 610 AM or talkabq.com or the TuneIn app or the KNML app or live on Comcast Channel 26 or live on Studio519ABQ.com. you really have all these memorized? Or you're living in the future, and you're hearing this some other time. I don't know if it's 100 years from now. I don't know if it's an hour from now or tomorrow. You can find Two Men On on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Carrier Pigeon, uh, Cave Echoes. We're everywhere, baby. You can't miss us. That was impressive. Joining us again... One Aaron Buck Burnett of KKOB, who'll be covering for Eric Strauss tonight, 
right across the glass, right next door. And by the way, I can't wait till after this commercial break. So we can go, go get some beer. Go next door and get some beer. Yeah. Because it's Beer Friday with TJ Trout, and uh, they let us peddle the wares here because uh, we're friendly. You got to be. NFL. Yeah, man. Coming in hot. Week 7 of 18 so far. The season's kind of like coagulating. You kind of know who's good. You kind of know who's competitive. But any, this is the part of the season where anything could happen. Absolutely. You know, I think the way that most of these coaches break it down is they break it down into four-week segments, and you're getting towards the end of the second four weeks for these guys. And uh, you saw a couple of things that were a little bit surprising last week. I thought, um, you know, some teams kind of showing their true colors, what what, what people were, were expecting of them, and then and some people were showing what they weren't expected to do. Last week was bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and I hope this week kind of stays more true and more favorites. Yeah. Because I picked a lot of favorites this week. What was your biggest surprise last week? Uh, my Jaguars. Yeah, that was a good game. <laughs> yeah. The Jaguars choking in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, yeah. allowing two scores when they were cruising. I'm a big sunshine guy, so I'm a sunshine apologist, Trevor Lawrence apologist. Yeah. I think he's got the skill set to be an amazing NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't have the support yet. He doesn't have the pieces around him yet. Right. And I thought he would turn a corner this year under Doug Peterson, mm -hmm. but it's he's so like up and down 50-50. The whole Jaguars team is I, up and down. I think you're still seeing a little bit of his youth in there. What, sure. This is his second year, and... You know, I still think he's going to make some of those rookie-ish mistakes. So I think that game was actually the biggest surprise for me because I thought the Jaguars were going to go in there and just own the Colts, and that was absolutely not the case because, one, Michael Pittman showed back up, and I'm not sure what happened with him You know, you know for the first four, five, six weeks. Right. But last week, he was his old self. I got a crazy little Jaguars stat for you this week. I don't know if you saw this, but the New York Giants – in first place in the NFC East at 5 and 1 are going to Jacksonville to play the 2 and 4 Jaguars and they are dogs. It is Jaguars minus 2 and a half. Is it really? Or minus 3. The Jaguars are favorites against a team who has three more wins than him. So With who, that being said, I'm the idiot and I picked Jacksonville again. Who have the Jaguars played so far this year that was like really really good? They, I mean, they've been so up and down. They played like, Washington the first week. Yeah, softball. Yeah. Yeah, but, they played Washington the first week. And Washington played lights out. Yep, they and did. And beat them, like their only good game all week. That's probably, I mean, all their, year, that's probably their one win of the year, yeah, I think. could I, be. I think that's the, could be. the commander's one win of the year. Um, I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a good test for them. I think that people are still not quite – there's a couple of things happening with teams and people that aren't getting the credit that they probably deserve yet, and I think New York might be one of those teams. Yeah, like maybe they're just doing just enough to beat mediocre teams. Yeah. And then once they have a stretch of playing real teams, they're <clears throat> going to be exposed. Yeah. But it seems like the team really bought in to Brian Dable mm -hmm. and his plan because they don't play a very exciting brand of football, not a very modern brand of football. Right. Unless Saquon Barkley does something exciting, it is boring, run up the middle, dink yeah, and dunk. old school football. Bend but don't break defense, yep. no big plays against us, run out the clock. Yeah. Do you, do you want to just start running these matchups, or do you have one you want to hit on? No, go ahead. 
So my heart is kind of broken. We'll start with Detroit going to my former favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. I was a Cooper Rush homer, a Cooper Rush apologist all year. And so it seems like Dak is back. Freddie Four Fingers? So I, yeah, the quarterback, <laughs> the nine fingered quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to burn my giant pile of Cooper Rush merch now (laughs) and go back to being just a Packers fan. Here's the thing about Detroit. I think that Detroit, skill players-wise, they have better skill players right now than Dallas does. When you're looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, you have TJ Hawkinson, uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, Jamal Jamal Williams. It's Jamal Williams, right? He's his... uh, Correct. He's he's the number two. Yeah. there's something about that Detroit team. I don't know if it's just like I don't know if it's the hard knocks effect. It's the hard knocks bump for me. But I'm yeah. thinking they're probably better than what they're actually than than the way they're playing right now because they've been competitive in almost all of their games. Right. And I think that there's something about that team if they click, they could be a dangerous team at some point. So the about to be divorced uh blue steel face making Tom Brady, mm-hmm. goes to Carolina. I mean, this is basically a bye week now. Carolina doesn't have Robbie Anderson. Baker Mayfield's hurt. Yep. Christian McCaffrey and San Fran. Can the Panthers even beat the spread? It's 13 points. I'm, I, I, I'll, ta- I'll, take, uh, I'll, I'll take the points on that. I don't, take I, don't, the points? I don't think they're going to cover the spread. The Buccaneers haven't <clears throat> looked like the Buccaneers in no. the past couple years. But now for... In it, credit to them, I mean, they've had a plague of injuries with their wide receiving core. Sure. You know, Chris Godwin was out with like a hip thing. Um, Julio Jones has been out. He's kind of been back and forth. Really, the best thing they've had going for him is uh, is Leonard Fournette and, you know, not even Tom Brady. I mean, he's not playing like his old self. He's playing like a guy who's going through a divorce. A 45-year-old man. Is bo- how old is he, 45? Yeah. Yeah. And the Botox hasn't worn off yet. No, so it has not. Some Somewhere during midseason – the Botox wears off. He's able to smile. He's able to open up his sweat glands. And <laughs> instead of like his body have to filter all that extra sweat, yeah. he actually gets to sweat out of his pores instead of this giant plastic mess of uh, avocado milkshakes and Uggs yeah. that Tom Brady is. He gets to be an athlete well, again. Well, and there's also, you have to consider this, too. Like, how much has this whole controversy that he's recently been involved in with you know him talking about like going to nfl training camps like being deployed in the military and people are like whoa there easy tom yeah i would love easy guy i I would love to hear kkob's opinion yeah (laughs) on those on those (laughs) remarks yeah i mean we all know what tom brady meant by that yeah i mean we understood the gravity of the situation he just meant time away from family yeah he didn't mean Facing an NFL defense is like storming the beaches of Normandy. Right. Like we know that's not what he meant. Yeah. But still, we're going to take it that way. Yeah. Let's do one more before we get out of here. Uh, you said you're a KC guy. I am a KC guy. Go on the road versus the 49ers who play a style of football that matches up well against Kansas City. And now they got a shiny new toy. They do have a shiny new toy. You know, I know it's going to be a limited package for Christian McCaffrey, and I'm pretty excited about that because. You know, really, actually, the one thing that Kansas City has done over the past over this past off season was they really did improve their defense. Uh, they they've worked on their offensive line, their defense. Something about Steve Spagnuolo and the way he's kind of I don't know what he's done to tweak it, but they're much better than they have been in the past. So right. um, I don't think they're going to be able to totally run all over them. I think with the absence of Tyron Matthew going to 
the Saints, you know, right. that's going to be that's going to open that up for Debo and Brendan. So, I you know, I mean, of course, I'm going to pick I well, I would pick the Chiefs anyway. Even if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, I would take the Chiefs in this game. I I would too. Um <clears throat> what are they a two and a half point favorite? Correct. Uh Chiefs have proven me wrong this year. I thought they would take a slight step back this year, still be competitive, still be a barely over 500 team, but their schedule, which at be, before the season started, they had one of the top five hardest schedules, not in the league, in the history of football. Yeah, They're playing number one teams basically every week, and yeah. then they get the Raiders twice, but they're playing really good teams every week, and I thought it'd be a war of attrition with their schedule, but they're proving themselves to be the cream of the AFC right up there with Buffalo. Yeah, you know, that was the big question going into this season was after all the off-season moves, you got Devontae Adams going to Las Vegas. You have, uh, uh, what's his name, um, John Jones' brother, Arthur, uh, not Arthur Jones, uh, Chandler Jones Chandler, yeah. going there as well. You know, um, the AFC was supposed to be the division this year. Correct. And... It's not. Yeah. It's just not. Denver stinks. <clears throat> Russell Wilson can't play not in Seattle. Sure. Uh, you know. Yeah. I'm super surprised. The Chargers aren't the world I really, beaters that I thought I they really would be I really feel either. like the Chargers have taken two steps back. Not just one step, but two steps back. And the Raiders are the Raiders. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. Just, just when you had something good. Yep. Had something good going. You had something brewing. It's not, down the it, drain. It's not yet with them. That's the thing with the Raiders. Hey, they're probably the best last place team in a long time. Yeah. I can't imagine a yeah. better last place team than the Raiders. Next year after the draft, I bet we see something. And 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 I'll just say this right now. I think Josh McDaniel is a terrible coach. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. Correct. But there's something about when he gets into that position, Correct. he is not a head coach. Right. Didn't and you I, already see what he did in AFC West before? Like, learn I, your lesson. I think that's, I think that's honestly their biggest downfall because the, the players that they have, phenomenal. Should you, be way better. Covering for Eric Strauss tonight. Yep. Aaron Buck Burnett of KKOB, thanks for joining us. You yep. are a wealth of knowledge and talent, and you come on whenever the hell you want. I appreciate it. Thanks you for having me. You don't have to text me in the middle of the show. You just walk in and grab a set of headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we get back, for real this time, UNM football coach Danny Gonzalez. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports, Sports Authority, Authority. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports, Sports Animal. And welcome back to the program. Having a lot of fun with it today. Special Van and Friends episode as one half of Two Men On. Co-host Fred Slow is doing his day job duties. And one third of Two Men On, Robert Buck D. Gibson is doing his other job as he is up in the Tempe Improv in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. They'll both be back on Monday. But gosh darn it, you got to deal with me all day. What am I, chopped liver? Oh, Bobcat's here, by the way. Speaking of here, Coach Danny Gonzalez for your New Mexico Lobos football. Walked right off the practice field grabbed a telephone, and now he's sitting down with you, friends of the show. What's going on, Coach? 
Not much, guys. Thank you for having me on. I apologize for having to bump you from 4.30. We just weren't quite done yet. Hey, man, you got a lot of work to do. I'm sure it's a busy week. I mean, do you, you just walked off the field and grabbed a phone. You still got the whistle on your neck? You still got the short shorts on? Or do you, you get a chance to put on some comfies yet? You know, I'm, I'm in my travel sweats and my polo so that we can go over to the hotel and do our normal Friday night, get ready for the game, where we'll have pre- our, our Friday night meal and then another walkthrough later tonight. So uh, we got a little bit of everything going on. So this game means a lot to these young student-athletes and the program for a lot of reasons. But let's talk about this one first, as this week is homecoming. What sets homecoming apart from all these other home games on the schedule? Well, you know, it's, it's a celebration for, I mean, we've been playing school for, um, football for 124 seasons now, um, all the way back to in the, early, the late 1800s. And you celebrate that once a year. I mean, they pick a game, and we do a lot of celebratory activities. Uh, Victoria Lujan, who runs a lot of the stuff for the alumni, they had a great big dinner last night, and she does a phenomenal job with that. And that kind of kicks off the, the Friday weekend. And, and those things, I mean, they celebrate. Now we're all also honoring breast cancer, both survivors and victims, so there will be some pink wristbands and, and pink to entail that. And we've got a pink ribbon on the helmet, which is also a great opportunity with homecoming. And then, obviously, uh, I appreciate you not even asking about last week, but we let down a whole bunch of people <laughs> by losing the, yeah. that team down south. And as much as I talk about it and our expectation to never lose to them, give Coach Kill and, and those boys credit because they got the better end of us. And it's, gonna, it's just going to shape up to be a great series. But having the opportunity to come back and compete the next week is the best thing for a competitor, and having it be homecoming makes it even better. Uh, I won't harp on it, but I'll mention it and move forward. You show me that stat sheet, Coach. More yards, more first downs, more time of possessions, uh, better percentages, less penalty yards. You show me that, I say that's a Lobo win. What do you take from that last game to ensure that more yardage, more time of possession, all these stats that really matter turns into more points and eventually a Lobo win. That's exactly what you're right, more points. I mean, we did dominate everything else in every facet of the game. I thought they outplayed us on special teams. And then we they put the ball in the end zone in opportunities, especially when they got down the red zone, and we didn't. We had to settle for field goals. And if you do that enough times, it obviously catches up to you. That's what happened to us. I mean, when you have a 20-play, 10-minute drive between the third and fourth quarter and you only get three points out of it, you better be winning the game if you expect to win. And at that point, we weren't. We were down 21-6. So we've got to be able to consistently drive the ball like we did but finish it in the red zone and get over the goal line. I thought, obviously, our procedural problems that we had in the second half, we can fix and address that during practice. But, I mean, we've got we're, – we're a competitive team. We're not yet a good team. And we've got to finish those things so that we can we can get in the mold of starting to become a good football team because we have some of the pieces there to do it. We just need to finish it off. Coach, new offensive coordinator last week, had to cut his teeth on a short week in a rivalry game on the road. Do you feel that he has his sea legs now? Is he ready to implement more of what he envisions his offense to look like? Well, you know, I think there's there's always a lot of improvement between game one and game two uh, at the beginning of the season, and I think it'll be the same way for Coach Ridenauer. I mean, I think he did some really good things on Saturday. Like I said, the 20-play drive uh, over 10 minutes, I mean, we were executing. We were, com- we were converting some third downs. We were staying out of third down and able to keep that drive going. So, I mean, a lot of those things will be better out this week, some of the procedural things, some of our check game. 
I mean, obviously, with more time to practice and, and that voice that they're listening to being consistent over a two-week period, you should have some improvement. Fresno State, uh, they're stumbling a little bit as well. This seems like two teams smashing together who really need a win, who really need some momentum going throughout uh, the rest of the season. Is this a who-wants-it-more kind of game? You know, I, I, I definitely agree with you. It's about who wants it more, which team's going to play harder longer. Uh, special teams, they're really good, and, and we had been really good up until last week, so we've got to redeem ourselves there. Um, the fact that they've lost Jay Kaner against USC and they're not anticipating him to be back for this week, Jay Kaner's a great player and makes their team significantly different. Now, Logan Fife, who came in for him, he struggled a little bit against UConn, got better against Boise, and played a lot better against San Jose State last week, who I thought was uh, playing the best in our league. And give all of our thoughts and prayers to San Jose State on a tragedy that they had. One of their one of their young athletes got hit by a bus and was tragically killed in an accident this morning, and, and Brent Brennan's one of my really good friends. So we're praying for their entire family because when you lose somebody like that, I mean, it shocks your, your entire university. So give them our condolences and our thoughts and prayers. But they beat that team last week who I thought was playing the best in our league. And so we've got a team that has some, some of that taste that we want in our mouth, so we're going to have to go out there and take it from them tomorrow. Having problems with some big plays. It seems like teams can focus forward, stack the box. What are you guys working on to help extend the field? We've got a de- well. One, we need to, we need our our best players to be available, and hopefully Jordan Porter. He's practiced all week. Uh, we thought he was going to be able to go last week, and he had no power in that right leg, trying to step flat out, push off of it. Uh, he looked a lot better in practice this week, so we anticipate him playing. Uh, if he can play like he did against Vegas that kind of dramatically changes how people have to defend us on the outside. Opportunities to get Luke the ball in some space, and then we got a couple guys, Deuce Jones and Andrew Erickson, who have been working really hard in practice and have shown some things. We're going to give them some opportunities and see if they can come up with some big plays. If we can do that, then we can get some people out of the box. Now, the other side of that is if we can run the ball, and we've had some success running the ball, if we can run the ball consistently and set up some of that play action and set up some of those throws over the top instead of just throwing it deep and hoping – It'll give us a chance for some success. Christian Washington looks like a dude. You know, nine nine catches last week, uh, eleven carries. I mean, he he had over hundred yards, all purpose yards. He's really good on kickoff returns. I think he's a special young Lobo that's really going to do some things as we go in the future, and and he'll have a big part in what we do tomorrow. Uh, I thought he played really well last week, and we need to continue to build on that week after week. It's going down tomorrow, 4.30 at University Stadium as your New Mexico Lobos host Fresno State. Not only is it homecoming, breast cancer awareness game, going to support a lot of wonderful people on Saturday. Uh, Before we let you go, Coach, uh, friends of the show, loyal listeners, what do you need to tell them about Saturday? You know what, come on. Let's go show up and, and continue to support this football team and this football program. I mean, I know a lot of people are disappointed with what happened last week. The sky has not completely fallen down. We're still going to go out there and compete. We've got a very competitive football team. Uh, like you said, breast cancer awareness night. My mother-in-law is a breast cancer survivor and has beaten it and is cancer-free right now. So it's, it's a great day to celebrate and a great opportunity to celebrate all those people that have had to, had to battle through that and some of them that we've lost. So come on out and support that. Support the Lobos, and, and let's fill up the stadium. I uh, appreciate you, man. appreciate you all you do. You're doing a great job today. Bobcat doing a great job. Thanks, guys. Go Lobos. 
Thank you so much. Go Lobos. Get out and support your Lobos. Hey, Bob, when you got a heartbreaker like that, you lose to your rival. It seems like every part of the game was going your way except for the final score. It's tough to bounce back from that. But I know Coach Gonzalez. I know what kind of character and moral compass he possesses. And I know that he rallied those young student athletes in the locker room, and they're going to bring their A game against Fresno State tomorrow at 4.30 at University Stadium. We're going straight from one coach to another, representing New Mexico right here, as when we get back, I mean, this is high energy. I, lo- I love when Coach Hud comes on every single time. New Mexico Highlands football coach, Coach Ron Hudson, joins us when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Take us with you anywhere. Anywhere. Well, anywhere with cell service. Download the KNML app in the Google Play or iTunes App Store. Just search KNML. Welcome back to the program. You know, there's, there's some perks of doing this job every once in a while, Bobcat. I know you don't know me well, but you probably already know that I like me a nice ice-cold oat soda every once in a while. And right across the glass at KKOB just so happens to be the lovely people at the craft room. Yes. And they brought me a dark Doppelbach okay. to, to sip on while I'm on air. Huh. Now, don't be jealous, Coach. Joining us right now on the Sports Animal Hotline, Coach of your New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, one Ron Hudson. What's happening, Coach? Not a whole lot. You got my mouth watered listening to that about that dark <laughs> Doppelbach. I'm I'm a dark beer guy. I liked it. That's that's. Uh, I've actually brewed my own before, and and uh, it's pretty darn good. Nice. Uh, so when is your day done? Tomorrow, high noon, Las Vegas, New Mexico, home home game. Uh, when is your yep. day done? Do you just grind it out? Are you in front of the film room, the iPad, the the chalkboard all night, <clears throat> or do you do you get a, a breather before the game? Uh, the, 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 uh, basically, uh, Thanksgiving, I'll get off, um, Christmas, I'll get off. Uh, (laughs) That's about it until signing day's over. Uh, you don't get a lot of days off. So during the week for us, basically, you know, we, after a game, win or lose, we get, we give ourselves 24 hours, but you know, we'll play the game. If it's a home game here, like it is this weekend, we'll play Saturday. We'll get done. We'll get cleaned up. There's uh, there's some alums, there's some boosters that we'll meet with, but there's also a volleyball game that that uh, we got uh, Saturday night here in the gym. So we're kind of cranked right. up. So we'll get cleaned up. We'll get something to eat. We'll head over to the volleyball game and watch that. And then um, you know there'll be some alums or some boosters that we kind of hang out with and then visit some with. And then we'll get a chance. Uh, I give all the guys off on Sunday till about two. The staff trying to. I want to be able to go to church or be able to do something. Do something for themselves. You know, kind of let them regroup. So Sunday morning we kind of let ourselves. Regroup a little bit, and then we get back in here. I get back in at one thirty, 
and watch special teams, and then we crank up at two, and and the next time we come up for air is is uh, after that next game. So we'll play. We'll get all the way through. You know, we play in Nebraska next weekend, so that that trip home will be. Uh, you know, we'll we'll decompress some on the trip, but we'll do a lot of recruiting on the on the on the on our phones on the way home, just trying to continue to recruit, continue to bring more guys in here and get things going. So we'll get in around two a.m. next weekend, and then back at the same time. You know, the Sunday always starts the same. Just you know how much sleep you get between between Saturday night. Sunday varies depending on what, what your game is. Bob, you ever worked that hard your entire life? You ever what coach is describing right now? <laughs> I'm exhausted just listening. To <laughs> Bobcat on the other side of the glass, taking the calls, pushing the buttons. Ever since the home opener, nothing but success at home. Is is this being home? Is it the home field advantage? Is it the home crowd? I mean, what does it make? with all this success right there at Sanchez Family Stadium in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Well, we've got a we've got a good thing going here. We've got a good place. We've got a great venue. We've had a lot of, of fan support here, and our, and our guys like playing at home in front of our fans. Um, but uh, also, this is kind of a tough place to play. You know, it's it's um, for opponents coming here. It's 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 not close to any place as far from where they're coming from. Right. Everybody's coming from from the Dakotas or from from Nebraska or, or from up in Colorado somewhere. So it's a long trip to get here, and uh, I mean, it's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful place. But if you're coming Coming from up north, it's kind of remote. It's hard to get here. So it's a hard trip for folks. They come in here, and our fans do a great job of making us feel welcome and making them feel unwelcome, which is really good also. And our kids play great. They play hard. They play hard for each other. They're proud of this stadium. They're proud to to wear these purple uniforms and and play hard for Highland. So, you know, I think all those things go into that home field advantage we talk about. High noon tomorrow, October 22nd at Sanchez Family Stadium in beautiful, historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Your New Mexico Highlands Cowboys take on Western Colorado University. How do the boys in purple match up against Western Colorado? You know what? They're, we're pretty similar teams. Um, you know, they've done a great job. You know, we went up there and played a close game last year, uh, had a lead and then lost it. And so them, them coming down here, they're, they're confident. They're really playing well. Um, they, you know, they were a playoff team a year ago. So they, they've got a lot of confidence. Uh, they got a lot of experience coming back. So, uh, you know, I think we're relatively evenly matched, but, uh, but they're, they, they, they're riding a high horse right now. They've gone and they played some good people on road games. They've had some good road success. So they're going to come in here with a swagger. They're going to come in here thinking they're pretty good and thinking they've got some answers for what we've got. So. I'm looking forward to it. I think they're pretty similar to us. They're going to play a, a stout defense. They're going to they're going to run the ball. They're they're explosive, but they got a running back that's really good. And they like to bang the football. So, you know, it's again, it's one it's one of those typical games for us where it's going to be who's you know who's tougher mentally, who's tougher physically, who can get out there and execute when when uh, when things start going kind of haywire. You know, the the old Mike Tyson thing. Everybody's got to play until you get hit in the mouth. Boom. So, you know, we got to we got to see you know how things go and how physical we can be and how physical they're going to be and you know how our guys match up but it's it ought to be a lot of fun it ought to be a great game it, it ought to be a beautiful day a fantastic environment you know uh, there'll be a whole bunch of pink uh, in the stands on the field that kind of stuff you yeah. know uh, everybody's supporting that fight against breast cancer and uh you know that's that's something that's really really important to us here uh making people aware of that and, and making sure that, that that our fans and our community understand that's something that's worthy of us uh giving attention to and and you know giving dollars nickels, dimes, whatever we can afford to try to help support women fighting breast cancer and support that, support that research. 
So, um, you know, well, that's, that's, that's all happening this Saturday on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Coach, without giving up too much, because we both know Western Colorado's got some spies listening in on this program right now, but yep. what's, what's the game plan tomorrow? How do you beat uh, Western Colorado, and why is the answer get C.J. Sims' ball in space? This kid is electric. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 it, it, C.J. makes you look like a smart coach when you put the ball in his hands because he's a great football player. Um, but we've got we've got a number of those guys that can do that. You know, um, uh, Quayvon Beckford is really really good. Uh, you know, Shante Mills is a heck of a heck of a running back. So you know, we've got uh, uh, you know Malachi is going to come back here. So we've got we've got a lot of weapons. You know, we got some weapons in our backfield uh, and 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 receiving. So we we really like the guys we've got. Uh, it, you know, it's really you know C.J. is pretty special football player. And some folks have tried to do some things to get to take him out of games because they know he's special. But uh, you know, we, there's ways we can finally get him the ball. But we also have to take advantage of, of how they defend him and uh, and and put some ball in the, put the ball in some other guys' hands that can make plays. And you know, if, they, if they're going to double t- t- double team him or take him away, we want to make sure that we make them defend the whole field and take advantage of it. So that's the secret. The secret is establishing something, establishing CJ, establishing the run. You know, making them make decisions and what they're going to defend, and then how we respond to that. Boom. Love that. That's a good game plan right there, Coach. Yeah. Thank you. Coach Ron Hudson, New Mexico Highlands University. One hell of a dude. Coach, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Uh, Anything for the friends of the show and loyal listeners uh, before we let you go? Hey, grateful for your support, man. I love what you guys do. We're grateful for, for, for you guys putting our name out there. You know, this is the New Mexico is our state. Okay. We're, we're, we're proud to be from New Mexico. You know, we're pumping out New Mexico everything anytime we can. We're proud of this state. We're proud to represent this state. Come on up and check us out. Come on up. Have a good time. It'll be a, it'll be a beautiful day. It'll be a great day. A beautiful drive up in the mountains. And hopefully we're going to give you a good show Saturday afternoon. That's what's up right there. High noon, Sanchez Family Stadium. Come support your New Mexico Highland football. Hey, and stay for some volleyball, too, you know? Coach Hudson. Coach Hudson, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. When we get back, ProView Network, Sebastian Noel, going to talk some high school football right here in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we have ourselves some lunch at the 66 Diner. Monday, that's for the boys. Monday Night Football goes down at Howie Sports Page. Come hang out with the boys. Let's rage at the page every Monday. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. This is where New Mexico comes for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. And welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to another special edition of Van and Friends, as it's just me and Bob here in studio and a a gaggle, a, a cornucopia, a perpetual landslide of who's who 
in the Albuquerque sports world. Hey, why did you come back with that country song? I wanted you to play a funeral march for Sebastian Noel's Atlanta Braves this year. Ouch. <laughs> Proview Network, Sebastian Noel Careful, joins you us. get what you asked for. <laughs> What's happening, my guy? Yeah, you know, the baseball playoffs are over, right? Aren't they? Oh, I mean, they still got the best team left, the Houston Baseball Astros, of course. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it feels like the 90s all over again. I'm in anyone but Yankees mode right now. Sweet, me too. <laughs> so you got the hundred win New York Mets, the hundred win Atlanta Braves, and who makes it from the NL East? The Philadelphia Phillies, who couldn't even muster ninety wins. Don't you love playoff baseball? Yeah, no, not really, man. I really don't. <laughs> no, I, I wish I could say yeah. that. No, I, I hate the wild card beginning. I hate our offense going cold because of the rest. I know there's nothing about the playoffs I like right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I assumed you might give me an answer from like an objective member of the press, but you're just going full blown Braves fanboy here. I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not covering the series. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, who is the game of the week this week? Are you are you like sitting in the booth right now, ready to call a game? I am in the press box here at Rio Rancho High School. We'll be Daryl and I will be here. For Rio Rancho against Volcano Vista, two six and two teams. Uh, you know this is the last two weeks of district. If Rio Rancho can pull this upset tonight, then they get Cleveland for the district championship next week. So that's kind of exciting. That I mean, that's weird, right? Hearing Rio Rancho and upset in yeah. the same sentence. And I, and I don't know how. I mean, I, I still think you have to say it would be an upset because. Volcano Vista has been so good all season. Their offense, the amazing quarterback, Elliot Pascatell. Um, you know, they got some nice receivers, a couple of good running backs. They have a lot of weapons, especially offensively. They've had a great season. And so I'd say Volcano's the heavy favorite coming into this. But, you know, Rio Rancho, their defense is good. It has been good all season long. And every week they've kind of found a little more rhythm on offense. Uh, you know, their backup quarterback, J.J. Ariano, who was forced into action earlier in the year when Noah Nelson got hurt, he's been getting better every week. Now, Nelson's cleared to return, but I don't think they're going to make a change. I think they're going to oh. stay with Ariano. And, and uh, rightfully so, I think, because he's earned that. Uh, they just have, you know, steadily improved. And if they can play mistake-free... They cannot get in a shootout tonight. If this game gets into the 40s, that's not a game Rio Rancho can win. So the lower scoring, they can keep this thing, advantage Rams. How are these two teams uh, – I got a two-parter. Uh, how are these two teams at forcing turnovers? You said uh, Rio Rancho's defense is very strong. Could a couple turnovers here and there uh, change the course of this competition? And also, where does this – game of the week rank because this seems like a great matchup that all of the Albuquerque and surrounding areas should have their attention on. Yeah, it's the best matchup we've had on the schedule this year, you know, so hopefully we get a, everyone tuning in on my 50 TV tonight, but yeah, turnovers could definitely play the difference here because if you look at one of the, one of the games earlier on the schedule again for Rio Rancho was against Hobbs, right? They lost the Eagles down in Hobbs 
And that was a turno- turnovers were the reason. You know, they basically spotted the Eagles a couple of scores, and they could never recover from that. Uh, you rewind to last week when we were here for the game of the week against Cibola. It's a 35-7 final score. It very well could have been a Rio Rancho shutout. That's how good the defense is. They spotted Cibola a touchdown early by turning it over at their own 12-yard line. Cibola punches it in, but they never score after that. So the defense really could have pitched a shutout. Defense is really good. If they force a couple of turnovers, they need that. Rio Rancho has to get a score outside of their offense. So whether that be a defensive score, special teams score, I think that's the only way they can keep up with the firepower on the other side that Volcano Vista has. I was talking about this earlier with uh, your buddy and easily the best van in Albuquerque, KRQE's Van Tate, that there seems to be more parity at the top this year. Instead of just Rio Rancho and Cleveland running through everybody, it seems there's like eight-ish teams that could go all the way this year. Well, I will agree with the dean, though, Van Tate, the dean of sports. It's <laughs> Cleveland's to lose. I mean, you got to beat them, right? And so that's, that's my approach as well. I mean, now I do think if La Cueva is healthy going into the playoffs, that they can do that. As a matter of fact, I think if La Cueva is 100% healthy, I think they're the best team in the state of New Mexico. If they're, if they're not, then I would put Cleveland at that number one spot. But I, I said that at the beginning of the season it would be a Cleveland-La Cueva championship, and I haven't seen anything to tell me otherwise. All right, predictions on tonight. You're in the booth. You got the bird's eye view. You know better than anybody. What should the watcher of – you're on my 50 tonight, is that correct? Yes, we are on my 50 tonight. Let's preview the game. What should the watcher expect? Well, I think you're going to see one of the real hidden gems at quarterback at Volcano Vista, and that's Elliot Pasquet-Bell. He can do everything. He can throw it down the field. He can run the ball. He's athletic. He's, he's just a fantastic quarterback. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're into that kind of thing, quarterback play – Right, you're going to want to watch him defensively. If you're old school, you like defense. You're going to love Rio Rancho. You're going to be you're going to see a defense that hits hard, that gets after the quarterback. They disguise their blitz as well. Uh, if that confuses Pasquet Bell, and they can turn him over, they got a chance to pull the upset. But if they can't force turnovers tonight, uh, you'd have to think Volcano's the favorite. All right, back on our weekly segment here, the Hobbs Watch. How is my cousin Ken Stevens doing? Is Hobbs a uh, franchise on the rise? Do they stand a chance with the big dogs this year? Well, I think they're going to. I think they're going to sneak into that four. Well, I shouldn't say sneak in with how well they're playing, but I think they're going to get that four seed, right? With Cibola having lost last week, Volcano is the only other team that could potentially slide into that four seed, finishing second in this district because it's the best district. But I think if Hobbs gets that first round by and they get an Albuquerque opponent that has to travel to Hobbs in the first round. I like them to get through in the first round, and then we'll see. You know, it's, any, it's tough. You've got to play, play down there at Watson Stadium. It's not easy, so you can't count these guys out. Sebastian Noel, how do the friends of the show, how do the loyal listeners follow you? Well, actually, just go to, Provi- uh, go to ProvineNetworks.com, and you, you can you know, we have a social media link on the side there or at Sebastian Noel 47 but go to YouTube, just type in ProView Network's Local Focus, put in my show, and uh, actually I had Elliot Pasquet-Bell on my show a few weeks ago, so 
check out that interview with him. Maybe that's a little little uh, little pregame. I know you. Yeah. I know you know about that. Yeah. A little pregame boy. A little pregame boy. Atta boy. Yeah. Good sell. Yeah. Good sell there, brother. I mean, you talked him up enough. There might be a little recency bias here for objective member of the press, Sebastian Noel. No, not not whatsoever. I have equal representation. I've had Rio Rancho Rams <laughs> on my team as well, man. No, it's just you know you gotta you know when you gotta you gotta recognize talent, and we have talent at the quarterback position, right? In high school, not not you know. Let's not get into Miles Kendrick talk. I don't I don't want to ruin a good day. Excellent, good segue, Sebastian Noel, Proview Networks. Thank you so much, my friend. All right, be good. Two hours in the books. When we get back, more sports and sports adjacent content. ABQ Journal Jeff Grammer joins us. We got a little hodgepodge, a little cornucopia of sports adjacent topics to hit on. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, Men On. on. Van Nunley, Van Nunley and Fred, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Two hours in the books. Hell of a show so far. I know loyal listener, friend of the show, I know what you spec'd out of two men on, and it's not exactly today. I get that. It's okay. But every once in a while, the Albuquerque and surrounding areas get blessed by a special episode of Van and Friends where I bring in heavy hitters in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas, and we talk sports and sports-adjacent content. And joining me, OG friend of the show, contributor, since we were once a day on Saturday, since we were just a pup nestling at the teat of our wolf mother. And now here we are, the big kids on campus, still hanging out, still a friend, still a friend of the show, Chili Race and La Bamba enthusiast, ABQ Journal's Jeff Grammer. What's happening, my guy? Not much. I like the intro. That is, those pretty, you pretty much covered the bases there. That is, that is all I'm good at. I can let people know whether or not Taco disappointed us all, as he often did this season. That's a bad and year I can for let you know that La Bamba's still the best movie ever. <clears throat> so there's another thing I didn't mention. Um, drinker, Jeff Grammer, which we have yet to do in quite some time. So you have to come to Howie's sports page and watch some Monday night football with us on Monday as every single Monday, the boys, we do the show from Howie's sports page on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. We do the show. We drink pitcher after pitcher of Bud Light. Sometimes we do shots. Sometimes we do jello shots. We have the best hot wings in Albuquerque and the best Cajun tater tots that I've ever had in my life. You got to join us on a Monday, my friend. When I'm not in the office, I've, I've since we have staffing stuff going on at the journal, I've been doing a lot of Monday shifts in the office. But yeah, ah. I'm I'm all for it. I'm, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm I'm not afraid to drink a beer or have a have a hot wing or two. All right. 
and, or watch some football, maybe. Yeah, even watch, we watch a little football too. All oh, right, interesting. Pop quiz, hot shot. What is the Google ranking, the goody, the Google audience rating summary of La Bamba? Ooh, what's the Google scale? Is it a is it a number scale? Okay, this is, is just... this is a one to five. One to five. Excellent question. Let well, me preface this: it's one to five. It's one to five. Yeah. Um, if it's not twelve, then I don't. Then it's wrong. <laughs> but, uh, my guess is because there are haters, and haters do one thing, and that's hate. Okay. So maybe like four point nine nine nine. Oh my God! You were so close. Uh, what is it? Eleven point nine was the correct. No, just kidding. <laughs> four four point eight was the correct answer on Google. Stra- go- that's pretty good. Like. I, so I do tell people all the time. I know it's a little bit of a shtick. Like, I do love the movie. It's my favorite. Sure, 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 sure. That, that's, not, that's not a lie. But as far as the best movie ever, okay, I can, I can hear people suggest maybe it's not. But I've never actually <laughs> heard anybody that said, you know what, I finally watched La Bamba because you always talk about it. And them say, it wasn't that good. Like, everybody likes nobody, it. It's nobody says that. It's a good movie. No, it's a good movie. It's basically blood in, blood out with all, like, without prison <laughs> rape. It is the best, one of the best brothers movies ever, and it's it's good stuff. All right, pop quiz, hot shot. We're moving right. on to IMDb. What do you think the IMDb rating is for La Bamba? Hmm, IMDb's scale. That's that's scale. out of ten. Yeah, that's the ten. That's um, the ten. Yeah. Let's let's hope for uh, uh, I mean upper eights, but. I would say upper eights, but not quite nine. Okay, upper eights is a really good guess. But I was disappointed on this one. La Bamba on IMDb is a 6.9 out of 10. First off, yeah, they were nice. Hacked. They were but, hacked, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a, a, a hack job to get 6.9, yeah. right? Yes. Because this movie's at least minimum, worst case scenario, 7.5. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Right. It is not... It is, it is not going to be a waste of an evening if anybody can find where it is. And it, it's weird to me. All these movies from, like, the 80s seem to bounce around a little bit, unless they were actually produced by, you know, one of the studios that might have a streaming service, which I don't even know who that is. I guess Paramount maybe. Sure. Um, like, so it bounces around. Sometimes La Bamba's on Netflix. Sometimes La Bamba can be found on <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime. Sometimes it's elsewhere. And, like, it's weird to me that movies do that. But – they do. Well, I have a good resource for that. I got one more question for you, but I have a good resource right. for that. It's called right. Decider. You can go to Decider, D-E-C-I-D-E-R, Decider.com. Put in any movie or television show, and they will tell you where it's currently streaming. That's awesome. I'm yeah. going to have to do that today. little cheat code. All right, last one. Nice. Rotten Tomatoes, and this one is 0 to 100. Yeah. Where do you think uh, La Bamba's ranked? So they have like the critics review and the fan review, the audience review. I know yeah, sometimes t- tomato meter. Audience, yeah, yeah. The, the audience one on this one's going to be higher. I think critics maybe didn't like it as much, and okay. and that's because critics are jerks. Um, but I I would say that this one's in the you know I'll go with the same as I did with IMBD, the upper eight, so eighty upper eighties on this. Okay, maybe you're su- ninety. You're super close again, and this one okay. is backwards what me and you thought it was going to be. The tomato meter, the critics one, is eighty three percent, which is pretty Ooh. good, and the audience yeah. the audience score was seventy eight percent, which surprised me. 
Yeah, I thought the audience would have liked this one more than the critics. Interesting. Okay. So I think that the audience is trying to drive the numbers down to it's a matching 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of Buddy Holly um, story fans out there that really just don't want people that want this, you know, great biopic kind of uh, movies. Um, they, They want people to go watch the Buddy Holly story. Also a good movie, but it's not La Bamba. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a big walk hard guy, by the way. Do it, <laughs> there the we Dewey go. Walk country. hard's a great one too. Okay, when when will the 49ers ever lose a football game? Look, I, I'm the, not the, the kind of never. guy that exaggerates. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the kind of guy that just gets too excited and, and exaggerates about my favorite team, about one little win here or there, or one blockbuster trade that's going to change the face of football, but. I think it's safe to say the 49ers may never lose again. As every single game that Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey are healthy in the same game and the best-looking quarterback in the history of the world, Jimmy Garoppolo, is their quarterback, they're never going to lose. I don't think it's possible. I don't, I, I, I've done every scenario. I've run every simulation in my mind, and I don't see them losing ever. The greatest show on turf, Rams – the peak Brady, Randy Moss Patriots, the 86 Bears, uh, the first Super Bowl Packers, they're all going to lose to this same 49ers team, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the only team that would beat this 49ers team is another 49ers team. Yes, like Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, yep. John Taylor, yep. and then somehow Eddie McCaffrey uh, goes back and then has his kid – 40 years earlier and then that same 49ers team also has christian mccaffrey interesting that would be that would be a pretty darn good team (laughs) i will say that um those 49er teams of the 80s and 90s had a pretty good running back themselves and roger craig and then later on ricky waters was pretty good for a spell too so um mccaffrey see what i like about this 49ers team to be honest with and you mentioned the two guys debo and mccaffrey McCaffrey might end up being the 49ers' best receiver this year, and Debo might end up being the best running back on the team this year um, in terms of leading stats. And I just love the way Shanahan is using those two guys. I say them like McCaffrey's even had more than one practice. He's only practiced once with them. But, like, I just love the fact that he has now two guys that are legit receiver slash running backs, and he he uses them well. He uses them well. That's why I really like this one. And not overstating it, I think – Better than any coach in the league, Mike Shanahan actually does use the the running back slash receiver kind of spot that a lot of teams are starting to go hybrid with. I think he's proven he does that as well as anybody with Debo. And McCaffrey's been that for years at Carolina. Okay, they got Debo Samuel. They got Christian McCaffrey. Two all-pro running back slash wide receivers. Tell me why the best running back on the team is actually Kyle Jishishishishishik. <laughs> because I'll, I'll, like I just mentioned Roger Craig from those 80s teams. Yeah. I'll tell you, the guy that ended up hurting teams all the time was Tom Rathman. Boom. Everybody forgets about the running, the fullback, and everyone forgets that, oh, man, that guy can catch some balls too. There is nobody on the team that has more, wow, how did he get so wide open catches than, as you said, so he, like the fullback in the 49ers offense – seems to have more wide-open catches than any player in football. Uh, I was texting my boy KT earlier. He's going to be at the Cherry and Silver game. Aren't you as well? I'm here right now. I'm in the Boom. classroom right now, kind of 
pacing around. But yeah, Lobo basketball kind of getting its its uh, soft launch for the season tonight with the uh, little free exhibition for fans to come see a dunk contest, three point contest, and twenty four minutes worth of scrim- scrimmage. Hold on, did you say free? Free. So even Bobcat can go, really? He can, yeah. They they don't have any signs at the door that says, do not let this guy in. Um, Bobcat's allowed in. They're not charging. No parking fees. That's my Nothing. kind of venue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right, so prediction. Who wins the dunk contest? Don't say J.R. Giddens. Who wins the three-point <laughs> contest? Well, I'll give you a prediction about the dunk contest. First, the winner is probably going to – and I'm going with the two favorites – I do think the favorites will win. No dark horses here, but Jay Allen Tovar is going to win the dunk contest Smart. for the Lobos. The guy can. Smart money. I think they have some, you know, Javante Johnson and Morrissey Daisy are guys that are going to get dunks in games that bring the house down. They're going to tip tip dunks back in, tip backs and stuff like that. But I, I think actual performance style dunks, you're going to see a good one in the new freshman Quinton Webb. But I think Jay Allen Tovar is the guy that can put on a show. He'll win it. But the prediction on the dunk contest is that Jared Giddens somehow finds a way to rip off his shirt and go dunk just because he always finds a way to go shirtless and let everybody know that he's still the best, um, has the best physique in, in the state of New Mexico, and he likes showing it off as much as he can. So I'll bet he does that. And then the three-point contest, my guy, he's a co-captain. Like I, I, I just, I'm interviewing him on Sunday for a piece I'm going to do next week. Like KJ Jenkins, he he comes off the bench. The guy's awesome. Little football tie in there. He's cousins with the guy who made his return last night, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, say what? Yeah, yeah. So KJ Jenkins, he, his cousin made it back on the field last night. Had ten receptions in his debut back after a six game suspension. But uh, KJ Jenkins, best three point shooter on the team. Now. There's other guys that can hit some threes on this team, so anything can happen there. But I, I'm going with K.J. Jenkins on a three-point contest. Hey, that's a smart bet on both. Smart bet on J.R. Giddens emerging out of nowhere. Smart <laughs> smart bet on the winners of both the dunk and three-point contest. But uh, I'm going to tell you who the real winner is. And my dude, Sebastian the Swedish Streetball Forsling, is going to win both the dunk and three-point contest. Book it. I, take it to I, Vegas. I would have put it past him. <laughs> go up to, I, go I up to Sandia Sportsbook right now. Fans, no matter what he does, so I think he'll win over the judges in that dunk contest, too. I just love him so much. He doesn't deserve it, and I don't deserve it. We don't deserve each other, but I love him so much. <laughs> Jeff Grammer, <laughs> Albuquerque Journal. Where are the friends of the show follow you? Uh, Twitter, I tweet way too much. Jeff At Jeff Grammer, I spelled Jeff wrong. I spelled it with the G. I spelled grammar wrong. I spelled with an ER at the end. So add Jeff Grammar on Twitter. Boom. There it is. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Thanks. Talk to you later. Adios. When we get back, Albuquerque Aardvarks, Joel Lueveno, the ex-president, the ex-CEO, and the current meme master of the Albuquerque Aardvarks joins us. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. The Sports Animal is now 27 years old. What we're saying is, it's now not creepy to tell us how good we look for our age. Just remember, we're not that kind of station. Creeper. Yeah. 
Yeah, baby. Like this a little better. I like that a lot better. Classic rock, hippie freak out, jam band stuff. Felt like the acid just kicked in, man. Love the song, brother. Thanks for joining us on a special episode of Van and Friends. As one Robert Buck D. Gibson is doing a set out in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Tempe Improv. And one Fred Fitzgerald Slow is doing his Highlands duties up in beautiful and historic Las Vegas. Just me and old Bobcat on the ones and twos behind the glass. Joined by heavy hitters all across Albuquerque and surrounding areas. Next up... The man, the myth, the legend ran out of town, disgraced ex-president, ex-CEO of the Albuquerque Aardvarks. They still let him be meme master, Bob, so everything's okay. Joel Lueveno, OG day one, friend of the show. What's happening, my guy? It was an unfair election for president of the Aardvarks, and uh, they haven't heard the last of me, but they're keeping me around. Storm the Capitol. Fake news. (laughs) Storm the clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) What's been going on in the Albuquerque Aardvark world? A little this, a little that. We had a little tune-up match with uh, New Mexico Tech. Ooh, with some New York Farks, little Farks, and uh, went pretty well. You know, New Mexico Tech—they got the better of us, but they're a really good team. We were proud to, to play with them, and uh, we have a big rugby tournament coming up October 29th here in Albuquerque. Yeah, that's a one day and one week away. Am I correct? The High Desert Rugby Classic. Yeah, I don't know the math, but it's October 29th. I know that much. And it's going to be from 9 to 5 at Del Norte Park. Ooh, the old Dolly Parton. Nice. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And um, it's going to be, you know, some rugby, some tailgating, and then a little bar crawl afterwards downtown. So it's going to be Halloween. And, uh, you know, if you know anything about rugby, is we like to have a few drinks after the match. So please come and join us. You'll see us out and about. Yeah, rugby players know how to have a good time, and they know how to go hard as possible on the pitch. What should uh, Albuquerque and surrounding area sports fan, especially rugby fan, what should they expect next Saturday, October 29th? Well, very inclusive. You know, we we welcome everybody. Like, if they come out and watch rugby, they're immediately our family. <laughs> whether they like it or not. And there'll be uh, women's teams, too, the Atomic Sisters, and they had a really good season. And uh, the UNM rugby teams, both men and women's, uh, will be there as well. Um, It's going to be some – I know there's going to be some uh, great Halloween costumes. um, And, uh, you know, just a full day of rugby and 15-on-15 matches. Um, So you'll see the actual real rugby with the scrums and the – line-out lifts, and so on and so forth, and a lot of tackling, of course. Hold on. Is it legal for you guys to play in Halloween costumes? Um, we bent the rules, you know, <laughs> but it, 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 this this year it's probably going to be a little more competitive because uh, we have some good teams wanting to get a taste of some aardvark, so we're going to give them some good matches, you know, and 
years past, you know, a little more social, but this year it's going to be pretty competitive. What what does art? These people want a taste of Aardvark. What does Aardvark taste like? Is it kind of gamey? Is it like fatty? Like, kind of like, like you ever had armadillo or? Uh, I have. I'm from or... Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. A little armadillo-y. Okay, like ga- yeah. gamey, but still like fatty and like like nice. Right, perfect nice... for you know for this time of year. You know, I would I would say crock pot it. Maybe like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a slow, it's a slow. A slow smoke, slow yeah, thick, grainy muscle striations. So you want to slow cook it. Probably a slow smoke, maybe a crock pot kind of thing. Baste it in an oven for a few hours. It, I would, that would be my method of um, tasting of an aardvark. Well, speaking of tasting aardvark, Ooh, okay. um, if you, we're also going to have some more social matches. So if you've played a long time ago or want to you know, um, want to just play for the first time, no better time, you know, than now. You can come out and play and jump in some matches that are more social. It's kind of, some, we call them motleys. Um, so you're more, everyone, everyone's welcome to come out and, uh, and uh, play a little rugby. That's exciting. Well, let's say friend of the show, loyal listener, is rugby curious. How do they go about mm-hmm. getting in touch with you? Well, getting in touch... We've we've upped our game. We're we're now aardvarkrugby.com. What? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't taken. It wasn't taken. That's surprising. And there is a fancy sign up newsletter. You know, a little newsletter sign up that people can go to. They click what they're interested in, whether it's merch, they want to play, or just want to spectate. If they used to play, um, they can sign up on our website, Aardvark Rugby, and just whether they're interested this week or in the future, we can go ahead and just send them information on it. So big news! You guys recently got bumped up another level, another division. What's the end goal for Albuquerque Aardvark Rugby? The the end goal for Albuquerque Aardvark Rugby is to pro- provide the platform for a professional team to be in Albuquerque. It doesn't have to be the Aardvarks. You know, we can still be our club, but we like professional team here, and we're in a really good location for that because with the high elevation we could provide high elevation training for international teams coming here because they go to denver all the time sure you know the and you know england rugby team went up there um and the world cup is rugby world cup is coming to the united states in 2029 2031 um men and women um and you know we think that we're at a perfect spot to actually boost the economy with rugby with the training and the facilities and then, you know, an eventual stadium. So that's our end goal is to bring rugby, which is the fastest-growing sport in the United States, to Albuquerque. And, you know, for those that have traveled outside of Albuquerque, know how big it is on the coast and, of course, sure. internationally. Well, okay. I mean, the fastest-growing sport, come on. We all know it's curling. All right. Well, actually, I think pickleball's kind of taken the uh, taken that, that – uh, that fastest growing sport. I see it everywhere. I'm kind of wondering if it's like a money laundering scheme or something. All these celebrities jumping in. Yes, like every other tattoo parlor in Albuquerque, pickleball <laughs> is a money laundering scheme. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I'm skeptical on pickleball. I'm not even sure what it is. I'll, I'll have to tune into one of your shows to educate me on that. Not only disposed um, dictator of the Albuquerque Yardverks, also a musician. Joel Webino, what are uh, you doing? Any shows? How can um, the friends of the show get a hold of your music? Well, I'm on Spotify, believe it or not, um, and the song is called Plus One. It's 
perfect for uh, cuffing season. And I did the song. I was lucky with this gentleman named Eddie Cole, who is the great nephew of Nat King Cole. Ooh. And he's he's produced songs for Nas and uh, many other great artists and um, so on and so forth. And he's a lot, and he, he tours with Nas here and there. Uh, but he was kind enough to do a song with me. Of course, if you want to look it up on Spotify, it's called Plus One. So I appreciate the musical shout out there. And you're really you're bending genres here there. Oh, you know, I always, I mean, I bend a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the rumor <laughs> on the street. But Joel, yeah, so how, does, uh, how does friend of the show, loyal listener, find out about Albuquerque Aardvarks? Where, besides the newly established website, Welcome to yeah. 2004, al- uh, aardvarkrugby.com, where else can they get a hold of you? Well, Facebook is the, always is our bread and butter. Instagram's growing, and TikTok is growing. Um, so Facebook, you know, in the last year and two years, we've definitely reached about a million people internationally. So check out that. And it's basically a lot of memes and a lot of jokes. And of course, you'll see videos and photos of the team and whatnot. Um, but the social media is Aardvark Rugby. You'll find us. Joel Ueveno, Albuquerque Aardvarks. Thank you so much, my friend. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Cheers, brother. When we get back, the new kid on the block host of chop it up with Vern K Mr. Everything Sports here in Albuquerque one Vernon Kuntz joins us we're talking some NFL when we get back you're listening to two men on 95.9 FM AM 610 the sports animal The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What a program, Duke City. Barely handle the excitement. Can barely contain my glee. So many great friends of the show joined us today. Had a lot of fun with it. Special episode of Van and Friends. Two men on can take a seat till next Monday. Robert Bucky Gibson out of town. Fred Slow out of town. Van Nunley here holding it down, representing. Also, shout out to Bob on the other side of the glass. You having fun today? Of course. Always have fun when I'm in here. Excellent. I have fun now every Saturday morning in between 9 and 11. Because there's finally a breath of fresh air in the Albuquerque <laughs> sports world. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. Finally, someone who could have some fun with it. Finally, someone to bring some energy into this sports world. Not a bunch of old, middle-aged, white idiots talking about sports-adjacent content every afternoon. <laughs> we got a guy who knows sports, who brings the heat every Saturday morning. Chop it up with Vern Kay. Every Saturday, 9 to 11. Not this Saturday. But after that, every Saturday, 9 to 11. Vernon Kuntz, OG friend of the show. What's happening, my guy? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. We're going we're to have fun on Saturday morning. You, you know I'm going to bring the energy. So, Hey, speaking of having fun, you did your first show last week. Two-part yes, two part question. How much okay. fun was that? Second part. How much fun are you going to have this weekend? Oh man! Well, the first to answer that first question, it was amazing, man. I mean, it went really well. Had a couple guests on; they did really good. I had a couple callers. 
Um, it was it was honestly more fun than I honestly thought it was going to be. So I'm excited, you know, to keep the show going uh, next Saturday. We're going to continue to have fun, talk about some sports, local sports, professional sports. And then the second part of that is I'm going to have fun Sunday. I don't know how much fun I'm going to have, but I'm going to be a little – I'm going to be optimistic. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida right now, about to watch my Jacks play uh, sun, Sunday afternoon. So I'm excited, man. Hey, what do you mean your Jaguars? Now that Cooper Rush is back on the bench, Trevor <laughs> Lawrence is my dude again. So now oh, I'm a – Oh, come on. It's not, it's not your Jaguars. It's our Jaguars now. Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. I get to watch Trevor Lawrence play in person and and see if we can pull out a, you know a little bit of an upset. The Giants are coming in; they're coming in strong. What five and one? So I mean, it's going to be a good game, but we got to definitely bring our A game to have a shot at home. So and, and we're going to see. Let's run off some NFL pick'em right now, and let's. Oh yeah, let's, I'll give it, okay, okay. Let's we're let's, a little fun with it. Let's start with where you're at right now. The Giants five and one visiting the Jaguars, who are 4-2. and two. And surprisingly, Vegas must know something the rest of the NFL doesn't know because the Jaguars are somewhere... Wait, Jaguar? Jag, 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 Jaguar. Jag, jag, Jaguar. The Jaguar. Jag, <laughs> the Jaguars are somewhere in between 2.5 and 3.5 and point favorites to Ooh. the 5-1 and one Giants. What does Vegas know that we don't know, and who do you got? Okay, so I got my Jaguars winning by 10. I'm going to tell you why. Saquon's going to have a good game, but we're going to make some second-half adjustments. We're going to load the box and make Daniel Jones throw the ball, and we all know that he's not a a great quarterback. True. And that's where we're going to pull out the W. So that's why I'm going with my Jaguars, and I think that's what Vegas sees as well. Okay, I like that a lot. I, I mean, I see the same thing. Okay. But I see the game being a little closer. I also got the Jaguars. They've been so up and down all year. Yeah, yeah. They've been losing games that they should win, and they've been winning yep. games that they should lose. This is a game that they should lose, but the Jaguars are going to win for the exact reasons that you just said. The Jaguars can put trust into their defensive backfield and load up the box, stop Saquon, and then let some man coverage deep. And then the Giants have to make mistakes. Daniel Jones will not handle biz. Jaguars win. Let's go back to the top of the schedule now that we got your Jags winning out of the way. Browns visit the Ravens. Is this a trap game for the Ravens, or should this be a breeze? No, this will be a breeze. Lamar Jackson will have a great game. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson throws for three touchdowns Boom. and runs for one. I hope so because that's exactly what I predict, and also he is my fantasy quarterback in two I leagues. It. I knew it. That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, okay, this is basically a bye week for Tampa Bay. Panthers have no Baker Mayfield, no Robbie Anderson, and now they have no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, does Brady even need to show up? Can he just hand it, hand it to Blaine Gabbert for a week and let him handle business? What's going on? No, I think he needs to build a little bit more uh, chemistry with his receivers that he does have. Smart. Um, this is a perfect game to kind of get momentum shifting in the other way for the for the Buccaneers. I think you got to start him 
And I think you got to get Fournette the ball, um, get him more involved in the offense, and this is a game that they can do that. They can take advantage of that. No Corderell, no problem. Falcons upset the 49ers last week. First off, the McCaffrey-less 49ers. Yeah. Do the Falcons stand a chance on upsetting the Bengals this week in Cincinnati? Ooh. So the game's in Cincinnati. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to have big games. And I think Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon is going to get it going on the ground again. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals on that one. For me, the Bengals go as far as their offensive line goes. Their defense yeah. is good. The defense keeps them in games. Defense gets turnovers. Obviously, Joe Burrow is Jesus 2.0, the most <laughs> the most talented receiver core in football. But do they have an offensive line? Can they protect Joe Burrow? How is he going to be is able? That is a question mark. And the Falcons, and I don't throw this word around a lot. The Falcons have been frisky. They're frisky mm-hmm. all year. Yeah, like yeah, they can play. Marcus Mariota. They're... We might be seeing a resurgence of Marcus Mariota. So Fresh I think the, I think the Bengals win. I think the Falcons beat the spread. And let's move on to the next one. Okay. My ex favorite team, the Cooper Rushless Dallas Cowboys. Uh-oh. Host the Detroit Lions and they got the Cowboys got this weird nine-fingered quarterback named Dak Prescott. I don't know if you've <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but apparently he's going to try to play football again and kicked out Tom Brady Jr. Cooper Rush oh, out of man. out of what I thought was a Super Bowl trajectory. Uh, how bad are the Lions going to win now that there's uh, Dak Prescott at the helm? I think this is a trap game for Cowboy fans Boom, and Cowboys. Same. I'm sorry. I think this is a trap game. The game's in Dallas. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, trap game. I think Detroit is going to come out. I think Jared Goff is going to going to light up the the passing yards, and I think they're going to shock Dallas. Boom. I love that so much because I want my ginger heartthrob, Cooper Rush, to get his job back because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to lose a lot of money. I spent a lot of money in Las Vegas that Cooper Rush and the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Like my yeah. my uh, title to my car, uh, the mortgage to my oh. home might be tied into this. So uh, oh. Cooper Rush, please come back, Cooper. I need you. My family needs you. My... um. My financial Refund. safety needs you. Refund. <laughs> I don't know if Vegas is going to give you a refund, but you need to you need to call like tomorrow. <laughs> my uh, my real team and my real quarterback, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, go into Washington to play the Washington Football Team, whatever their real name is. Uh, nah. That's basically a buy, right? I mean, that's a buy. That's, that's a buy. That's a W for the Packers. Moving on. All right, I'm into that one as well. Uh, Weird division rivalry, Colts at Titans. I have Titans in a close one. The Colts aren't who I thought they were at the beginning of the year. I'm a green. I'm exactly. We let them off the hook. We are who we thought they were. We (laughs) let them off the hook. Jonathan Taylor isn't who he is. He's been hobbling with injuries. Michael Pittman isn't who I thought he was. Uh, he's been having a down year so far, and the ghost of Matt Ryan just isn't doing anything for the Colts. I think the Titans win this in a close one. Who do you got, Vern? 
I got the Titans winning this one. I think King Henry is going to have over 150 yards on the ground. Boom. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in the Colts. I had them doing really well. I had them winning their division, and they're just a shell of who I thought they were going to be. So I got Tennessee in this one as well for the exact same reason. Uh, probably, maybe the two worst teams in football, Texans and Raiders in Las Vegas. Who do you got? Mm. Quickly, this one's tough. Quickly, but I'm going to go because, Raiders. Yeah. I'm going to go Raiders, and I'm going to say Carr and Adams get it going finally. I agree. I think the Raiders are the best last place team in the history of football. They're <laughs> yeah. they're going to upset some people throughout the course of the year, but they're still. I mean, they dug themselves so deep a hole, they're never getting out of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let Russ hey, cook. Hey, Broncos fam, let's ride. <laughs> the Bronco country uh, hosts the Jets in mile high. Uh, I got the Jets here. The Broncos aren't who I thought Ooh. they were. Uh, the Jets seem legit. Russ Wilson can't pass the ball already. Now he has to pass against the best cornerback in all of football, rookie Sauce Gardner. You Give got the, the same... Do you got the same result as me, or do you have the Broncos right, finally the winning one? Yes. Give sauce, me the sauce. He's sauce. taking off Russell Wilson. Okay. And probably the game of the week, uh, the 49ers and their new, brand-new, shiny toy, Christian McCaffrey, host the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, even though they got Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he doesn't know the playbook yet. He's going to be on a snap count. He doesn't know what to do yet. I'm so intrigued by the 49ers throughout the rest of the year, what they're going to be able to do with all those weapons in that offense, but I don't think they can gel quite yet. I got the Chiefs Correct. in a close one. Who do you got? I'm going to say Chiefs by 10, not close. Ooh. Not a blowout, but not close. Not okay. a blowout, okay. but not close. All right, Chiefs do what they need to do. Chiefs, that would mean they would beat the spread, so... Vern Kay said, uh, always bet responsibly, but take the Chiefs and the points. <laughs> the resurgent Geno Smith goes down to L.A. to take on the San Diego, wait, hold on, Las Vegas, wait, no, they didn't go there. Oh, hold on, the Los Angeles Chargers. Can Geno pull off another upset and set the Chargers back again? No, I think Justin Herbert's going to have a better game. I know he's kind of off to a shaky start this season. But I think he's going to get it going uh, against Seattle's defense. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the Chargers aren't <clears throat> as good as I thought they're going to be so far, but they got all the pieces in place. They got their riverboat gambling ass coach going for it on <laughs> fourth and twenty seven from his own thirteen yard line. But Call whatever, dive play. <laughs> they're still they're still good enough. Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, game time decision still, but Tua says he's going to be back. Miami at home host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you got in this one? Miami, even if Tua doesn't play. Same. Yeah, me Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh just doesn't have it together. We don't know if it's Mitch. We don't know if it's Pickett. Also, I, mean, I think the just, Steelers have it together. The Steelers blew their wad back in Pittsburgh last week and upset the Buccaneers. So I think. The Pittsburgh left everything they had on the table for they that did. for that home victory, and then the Dolphins just have too many offensive weapons. 
uh, they win in a close one. If it's Tua, they win comfortably. If it's a guy from the crowd, uh, they win uh, by one. Good call. Good call. I can agree with that one. Last game before we let you go, Vern. Monday okay. night football. The boys will be at Howie's LFG, baby. Free hot dogs, pitchers of beer. We have giveaways at halftime. It's so much fun. Monday Night Football, Howie Sports page on the corner of Montgomery and Tramway is where it's at. Um, I don't know who scheduled this game, but they have a disgusting sense of humor. The Chicago Bears travel to New England to get demolished by the Patriots. Is that what you have as well, Vern? I have the YMCA Chicago Bears (laughs) getting trashed by the Patriots. I'm going to say the Patriots by... 25. I think you're right, man. I got the Patriots by at least 17. If you are a gambling man, again, only bet with what you can lose. Gamble responsibly. I would buy the line up because Bill Belichick knows how to manipulate young quarterbacks. He does. His defense is on point lately. The offense is doing enough to win. I would buy up points. I would buy the spread up to at least 13 and a half. Take New England minus 13 and a half. Laugh your way to the bank. Go take your wife or your girlfriend or your wife's girlfriend out to a really nice steak dinner with the money that I just told you to make. Take the Patriots. Buy it up. Double the spread. Vern K. Every Saturday, 9 to 11, chop it up with Vern K. Get your sports every Saturday morning. Get it here. Get it local. Right on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Anything to say to the friends of the show before we let you go, Vern? Um, no, I just need to go ahead and uh, make a trip really quick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my mortgage on it and triple the Patriots <laughs> because you Ooh. told me to. <laughs> Again, gamble responsibly. Only bet with what you can lose. I can hook you up with any of the hotlines. Not this Saturday, but starting right back up again next Saturday, 9 to 11, right here on the Sports Animal. Vern K., thanks for being a friend of the show. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you guys later. Wrap it up when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Miss the opening drive with Jeff Simbietta and JJ Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What a program. Oh my goodness. Like, this is like the 27 Yankees, basically. On I'll the say program this. today. When you line up the heavy hitters, you line up the heavy hitters. Yes, I do, brother. Yes, I do. Speaking of heavy hitter, thank you so much, Bob. Old Bobcat, Bob Wolpo. You're welcome. Behind the, you did a great job today. Thanks. You I, tossed I, a lot at me. I <laughs> thrust a lot upon your shoulders, yes. and you carried it like the weight of the world. Well, well the, done, sir. The weight of the world is what I usually feel like I'm carrying, but that's beside the point. That's usually how I feel Tuesday yeah. morning. Oh. After getting loose, after raging at the page, because every Monday we're at Howie's Sports page for Monday yeah. Night Football, we have a lot of fun. But luckily, I get to sleep in Tuesday morning, 
I wake up, I go have lunch at 66 Diner, I get some amazing New Mexican diner food. Yeah, it is really good. In a historic atmosphere. Yeah. It is so cool. I love that place. Yeah, I do too. And let's say hypothetically I didn't have time to go to 66 Diner. I think what I would do is like have a Bloody Mary with... Teller vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Of course. As the base of the Bloody Mary. Okay. And that, that will just cure all my ills right there. And mm-hmm. let, let's say I woke up early this time and I just needed to sweat it out. I would have started my day at the YMCA of to, to cure my hangover. Okay. And then, of course, you know, start really good practices to, to help myself become better and become a better person along, along the way. Or you could just pound a bunch of New Mexico pinion coffee <laughs> and just power through the day. Did you leave any sponsors out? I'll tell you what. If I had the time, I didn't have any responsibilities. I would just stay in and sleep the day away in my beautiful home that was found <laughs> and purchased for me by Bye. John Lopez Real Estate. Thank you, John. Of John Lopez Real Estate, <laughs> Colwell Banker Legacy. Also, shout out to I-9. We didn't have time for the I-9 Varsity today because we had such an action-packed show. But thanks to all of our guests, KRQE's Van Tate. Of course, Lobo football coach Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico United's David Carl, uh, Coach Hudson from New, Mex- uh, New Mexico Highlands football, Joe Loeveno, Albuquerque Aardvarks, Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal, Vernon Coots, who's going to be hosting an amazing sports show right here on the Sports Animal every Saturday morning, 9 to 11. Thanks for the callers and the texters and the listeners. No matter how you're listening to us, Sports Animal, Comcast 26, whether you're listening later on Spotify, however you join us and participate with us, thank you so much for being a friend of the show. Uh, We'll be back to a normal program. The two men on, as you expect it, will be back Monday as Robert Buck, D. Gibson, and Fred Slow will be back. Thanks for joining me all night. Albuquerque, I have been Van Nunley. You've listened to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal.